Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Go. Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Lovely Bone Show. As always, it's my pleasure to bring to you another fantastic show. In this hour, you have the power to share your intellect, to let it reflect who you are spiritually as a being, remembering knowledge is an everlasting thing. You can accept it or reject it, but please don't disrespect anyone else's perception on this show. Now, get your Zoom Zooms and your Wham Whams together, and by all means, if you have not done so yet, please call and tell a friend to tune in. Having said that, let me introduce you to the backbone of the Lovely Bone Show. Please welcome my four handsome, distinguished kings. First up, we have heir to the throne. He's the one. He's the only. He's the astute Vic Damone. Yo, 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 what up? Vic Damone up in this minute. In a real way. Okay, next up, he's my A1 from day one, and I know Day one. Give it up for the ingenious Jafar L. Yeah, yeah. Once again, I'm back. Back in the sack. All right, then. That's what I'm talking about. Next up, we got my main man of the cloth. He's the cunning. He's the witty. He's the infamous. Snap, crackle, pop, and holler. And uh, mahalo to all of y'all. All right, with butter on top. Next up, and last but not least, he's a hot, he's blessed, but he's a hot fucking mess. Give it up, y'all, for the infallible lawless. I Break am who I am. Break the law. Law, law, <laughs> law. <laughs> they made that law right there. That's a law that they made. He's a, yeah, law, in the, a law in the making. Law in okay, and of himself. So he's a law in the making. So. Thank you guys for all coming out tonight. Tonight is going to be a fantastic show. We're going to get out and we're going to help the listeners. We're going to guide them through our own personal journey of what our emergency preparedness would look like for us in different situations. We're going to start off with man-made, such as earthquakes, storms, hurricanes, tornadoes. Then we'll move into the martial law chemical warfare and disease, and then last but not least, we'll close it out with aliens. Is it really them or is it our own government? So listeners, you guys want to definitely tune into this tonight. We're going to hit you with some personal information. It's something you may learn. You may learn something tonight. So please get a pen and paper out. So just in case you're not prepared and you hear something said here tonight about how one of these brothers or myself are preparing you may have a jump on something you didn't have a jump on before you called into the show. Are we ready, fellas? Let's do this. Ready to yeah, rock. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Let it rock, let it roll. Snap let's crackle. Get this part, let's get this party started. So up first tonight, uh, let's see. We're going to start off with Vic Damone. Normally, you're not oh, come a little late. Well, you usually come into the show a little late because you're doing the daddy thing, and you chime in about 15 to 20 minutes later. So I usually go, try to go around and give everybody a chance to go first. And because you've been 
doing the daddy thing. You haven't had the opportunity to do that. So I'm going to let you start the show tonight, and we're going to start off with um, natural disasters. So in what way are you prepared for a natural disaster? That could, it, you could discuss earthquake, hurricane, or tornado, uh, storm, right, right. volcano, eruption, tsunami, whatever you choose, and what where you right. prepared. And it's a split question. I want to know what would you, how are you prepared if you're at home? And then what if you're not at home? What if you're All in the right. street when it happens? Well, I mean, I'm not going to name everything that, I mean, I'm equipped with, obviously, but you definitely got to have you some equipment. Um, you know, everything's from, you know, backpack, you know, first aid kids. You know, you, you, you got to just have equipment. And here you got to think outside the box now. A good way to kind of look at that is, you know, you, you see a lot of natural disaster movies and they always show you, you know, two to, two, two to three things that you should have in case of, you know, certain situations, whether you're at home or out. So, I mean, you just kind of got to pay attention uh, to that, for one, so you can stock up on the stuff you need. And for two, um, man, if I'm if – I'm, so the, the main thing about natural disasters or whatever uh, is the mental preparation because the, the psychological part of it is where people mostly end up getting messed up because, you know, you have people that's prepared – and then yeah. they have, you know, all the equipment that they need. But when stuff starts going down, you know, they can't think your heart is beating, you know, it's going down. It's, you know, like fireballs are coming out of nowhere and the earth is shaking, earth is crumbling, big <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? You never know it's going to crack off, but a lot of people tend to panic. So what I like to do is what what kind of helps me, I envision these things as if they were going to happen, and it makes me think you know, what, what what I would do in these situations. Like, we all know that you, you can't really uh, uh, simulate these type of conditions when they really crack off. But True. the more you kind of replay it in your head, the more you get kind of used to it. So you basically desensitize, desensitize yourself to the point to where it won't affect you uh, negatively as much when they really do crack off. Right. I do agree with that mental preparation. That's major. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the psychological is number one. And I also do want to recommend a great book. It's called How to Survive Anything, Anywhere, Any Terrain. And it, it, it started the very wow. first chapter. It, it, it starts off psychological. It talks about volcanoes, tornadoes, tsunamis, hunger, how to plant food, how to filter water. How to, I mean, mm. they, they got a lot of stuff from A to Z, even self-defense type stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and throw that out there. I forgot the author name, something McGraw, but, yeah. No, but that's deep. That's good. Name that book one more time for the listeners. One more time. Um, How to Survive Anything, Anywhere. And like I said, that's all terrains, whether you're in the Arctic, uh, frozen, whether you're in the desert, whether you're in the jungle, forest, uh, all the way to, like I said, Vernados, Yeah, now, 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 what if you were, so this would cover 
away from home because we, we talked about a lot of times when there's a disaster, people think about what would they do when they're um, at home. What about right, right. your away from home preparation? Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, you got to definitely have, so still the, the psychological part first to kind of calm you down um, and, and to help you think. Uh, because typically when you're not calmed down, you're just reacting, you know, and, and reflexes and reaction kick in, which isn't a bad thing. Those can help sometimes, but not all the time, you know what I'm saying? Like if you are getting into a fight, yeah, your fear might kick in and allow you to knock somebody's head off, but sometimes, you you, you know, your breathing is too uh, sporadic, you know what I'm saying? You're not breathing correctly, mm-hmm. you're running out of air, Some and, you know, somebody beat you down because you you know, doing whatever, but um, right, to, 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 to run. Me personally, I think, you know, when stuff happens, you know, it's going to be a lot of traffic. If it ain't traffic, hey, keep it pushing. You know, if you're in a vehicle, keep it pushing. If not, you better think about getting on your two feet, you know what I'm saying, and, and having right. to run because, I mean, this is, this is, this is, it's just it's just how I got to go. Or you're going to be sitting, what, sitting there stuck in traffic, somebody else come through and jack you. You know what I'm saying? You might see somebody riding along on a bike, you know what I'm saying? You might want to jack right. them. You know what right, I mean? Right. So, Thank I mean, you. it's it, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Thank That's you so it, much. You, you hit a lot of valid points, and we're not done with this yet. Next up, Jafar L., what about you? Natural disaster, earthquake, tornado, hurricane. How prepared are you? And what's your preparation? What, what, what technique do you have in mind for if you're at home? And then if you're away from home. All right. First of all, I ain't going to lie. I, I ain't prepared at all. Okay. If something happened right now, I. I ain't got nothing. I would be a natural caveman trying to survive. Because, you know, they got earthquake kits and they got torn all these different mm-hmm. kits and stuff. And you can have your whole house filled up with this stuff and nothing never comes. Right. You know, or you could have that stuff and if something do come, you you may not even be able to get to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so your house, half your house fall down or something in an earthquake if you're at home or a flood or, you know, some type of, Lord knows, we ain't surviving no volcano, you know. But um, anyway, what I mean, first and foremost, you know, I watch a lot of movies, too, like Victor Moon said. It got a lot of little natural disaster movies in. Mm-hmm. I, I like them all, you know. But it, say, for instance, if it was an earthquake and I was at home, I mean, my my first my first thing is I, I'm gonna drop to my knees and say some prayers. You know, I, I uh-huh. do believe in God, so that's gonna be my uh-huh. first preparedness, uh-huh. right? Pray that right. I make it through it. If I do get through it, I'm probably gonna, you know, like I'm gonna react like the movies do, and uh, I'm gonna find my gun <laughs> and my bullets <laughs> because honestly, anything that you do have saved up, whoever don't, they coming to take it from you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. that's, that's how the point. movies did. So, you know, and the people faction up and the strongest survive. So uh-huh. I'm going to try to build strength. You know, strength is numbers. So I'm going to try to gather up people and say, look, this is going to be our posse, and we're going looting everybody, and we're taking all the earthquake kits and, and food and whatever. <laughs> we're taking it all. Uh-huh. And we're we going to be the road crew, you know, that's going around, you know, surviving. <laughs> 
Right. Because uh, ain't going to be no government, ain't going to be no police, and ain't going to be nothing. And if you sit back at home thinking, yeah, I'm prepared, I got all my stuff, well, somebody like me coming up in your home and mm. taking everything you got. <laughs> so don't think you're going to barricade up in your home. You know, somebody might come get me. I'm not going to survive. I'm not planning on surviving long. Somebody might take my crew out. Yeah. But until that happens, I'm going around and reclaiming <laughs> stuff because, you know, what if it was a world disaster? Right. Like the flood. Like what if it wasn't just in our area? What if it was just the whole country, just a nuclear? What if... Now, oh, wait a minute. I just uh-huh. said in the beginning of the show, let's oh, yeah, not don't jump get, to don't other get, Don't get too let's, far. We're just going to stick with natural at All this right. point. So the natural thing, yeah, the natural thing is something, you know, if if you do come out of it and survive, the the main ones who's really going to live the long term is the ones who know how to produce food. If you know how to grow food and, and, and you know, hunt and fish, you probably going to be able to eat every day. You know, if you, whether you had an earthquake kit or not, and then to uh, you know cleanse water, you know, and stuff like that. So you can yeah, drink. that's good. That's yeah, good. you're gonna that's, need that's, to know now, these survival uh, tactics. That's good. So those are good, good valid points on the uh, preparing food, especially the cleansing of the water. But mm-hmm. now, what is your plan if you're away from home? You said if you were home, you would drop to your knees. What if you was out shopping? and a big earthquake or something hit, then what's your plan? Okay, well, shopping is good because as long as I'm in a grocery store, like I said, me and the people in the grocery store, we're going to lock that down. <laughs> and we're going to eat all the food up in there and, and protect, you know, the, the grocery store. Or, or, Hold down the front. Yeah, yeah, we we locking that down. We got the food. But if, if, if we ain't in a grocery store, like I said, the first thing I'm going to do is, is gather up people because strength is in numbers. You know, you might yeah. think you could survive on your own, but you'd probably be better off with a crew. So you get a crew, then you pick a destination. Where are we going? Okay. You know, and then, you know, who's going to be the leader of the crew? You know, or is it, a, is it a coalition of leaders? You know, we make decisions based on a panel or something. You know, you decide all that stuff, and then from there you start surviving. You know, you start doing what you're going to do to, you know, get yourself through it or get, you know, reestablished. Okay. Well, thank you for that. You had a lot of valid points. I appreciate that. Next up, Peter Popoff. Hello, Pop-off. hello. Natural, natural disaster I, at home and away from home. What is your preparation well, for Well, I, I come from a history. I was raised early on in the South, and I've maintained my backpacking skills. So I personally can survive, whether I'm in the country or whether I'm in the city, I have already survival techniques you talked about water and 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 things like that when you when you when you're backpacking you have nothing you either bring it in or know how to live off the land so i one of the things i would have to say preparation um knowledge is very important preparation mm-hmm. because yes it is people, people die because they don't know Right. People will, uh, people will also die because they don't plan, but you can plan without the right information. So you have to have the right knowledge. Mm-hmm. You have to know when what, what you can eat. Granted, if something happens, you need to know what you can eat, what you can't eat, when you can eat it, because you could be killing your own self. So I would have to 
I, for me, because I come from a background of knowing what you can and living off the land, um, right now it's important, it's good, because I'm, you know, calling you from where I'm calling from, as you guys all know, it's great to see how you can live off the land in the event of an emergency, even in this modern day, but we're not doing that. So the part of planning is being knowledgeable. It's important to be knowledgeable that should something like this happen, I will do this because I've researched, I've done it, I've tested it, I know that this will work in these conditions. Because it's not only pra- it's not only practice that makes perfect, it's the perfect mm-hmm. practice makes perfect. Right. Now that's good. I like that. You know, and so I, like I know I, I, I've been able to acquire and utilize and experiment and test what I need to do if something happens you know, um, if I'm at home. And I, I have to say this, I'm not trying to be controversial, but, bruh, if you and your crew, y'all decide y'all go to ransack a community and think y'all go get through the barcade of my house because my house was good, <laughs> heaven help you. <laughs> heaven, heaven and the angels help you. Because it will, it, it will be a purge, and I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Barricade in or barricade out. <laughs> I think yeah. everybody here on the panel lived through the riots. I actually lived through the riots of L.A. too, and we had a similar situation like that. I in doing the times of the riot, I was going into the fire. Now wait, 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 wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let's stick with natural because sorry, sorry, there's sorry. the next segment. You can sorry. go into that right there. Sorry. Okay. Um. All right. So, well, that's the natural. Um, the natural. If I'm at home, away from home, um, like I said, I um, I have already. I know. I know. I I made it a point to know my surroundings. Know what are are alternate routes. Access to get in and out of things, whether yeah, that's, that's by by land or sea. Mm, oh, good. Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> if you don't know how to swim, you better learn. Uh, <laughs> you know, because because what's going to happen? A lot of people will die in panic zone. You, we lose a lot of people just in panic. Like he said, we'll lose people just in widespread panic. And so you're trying to navigate through the panic just to survive. A lot of people will actually fall by the wayside and won't make it because they panic and they're just there. Ah. They know what to do, but if it's in you and you practice it, then it will naturally come out of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you and for I'm that. A, I'm going to stop right there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, yeah, yeah that, you made a lot of valid points. Thank you very much for that. Up next, lawless, natural disaster. Natural disaster. What is your technical – what is your technique uh, – of for survival at home and away from home. So basically, uh, for a natural disaster, dependent what it is, you know what I'm saying. It, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I I am I have uh, I, I carry a man bag with me at all times. Uh, That's good. And my man is able is uh, a couple of days, maybe a, a day or two of water, so, uh, a knife, uh, my gun. You know what I'm saying, and uh, you know uh, a beanie, uh, a, a small jacket, and some gloves, and that's what I roll with. You know what I'm saying, because 
in a natural disaster, like I said, panic's going to hit everybody. It's going to, and that's what's going to, uh, that's 10% of them gone right there. Okay. Depending what, what natural disaster is, that's another 10% gone. The rest mm-hmm. of it is going to be surviving. The thing is me personally out the city, whether I'm at home right. or I'm right. not home. I'm getting out the city and I'm going up towards the mountains. I'm getting out. I'm going high ground. Now, if I'm ha- I have I have four dogs. They're going with me. I have I have my guns and so much ammo, and I have a sword and I have a crossbow and longbow. That's and right. I'm, and I'm out the door because your bullets don't run out. If you can't make it, mm-hmm. you might as well not even take that. You know all that gun stuff everybody's playing. You only got so much. Okay, yeah. so. For the people who's listening, what you're thinking about, okay, yeah, it's fine and cool to stack up at home. But like my boy say, what if your home crushed? Bam, there's all that's what you, you saved is gone. True, or true. if it's not crushed, you cannot move all the stuff you saved. Right. <laughs> you know that's saying? true. So you saved up gallons and gallons of water. You cannot carry gallons and gallons of water, and right. you are going to get that. You're going to get jacked. So a good thing to also get for people is a book on how to purify water. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, a more, that's more important than eating. Right. Yes, okay. it is. Okay. From that point, as far as we're talking about uh, surviving, get another book, what you can't eat, what you can't eat. You're going to start eating whatever in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good one. And so, bugs. get out. Like what my boys, uh, 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 Will out there saying, um, he gonna get a game together. Yeah, see, I'm getting away from that. I'm getting away from that. I'm getting And I don't care how well you fortify your home, your home has a weak spot. You could be under siege. You could be under yeah. anything. You know what I'm saying? And then you got the inside turmoil of the people who freaking out. Somebody, even in your family, somebody going to freak out. Somebody ain't going to make it with you. Right. I'm going to have to leave you. You know what I'm saying? It's me or you. We got to cross this rickety log, and you can't do it. So, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you you so we already know how you do it. We've and heard many I'm times. Always, but also on the flip, on the flip, I am out there believing a lot. If I'll come across as just somebody in actual help, not to set up help, I'm going to try and help you. You know what I'm saying? Because that is that trap. The people is going to, it's going to be all kinds of things out there. You got to be prepared for everything. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter what type of disaster. If it's water, you still got to get away. If it's an earthquake, you still got to get away. And then you got to live for the people who survive is looking for the same stuff you got, and you look like a shiny gold penny. Yeah, you do. So, lugging all that water with you. You know, lugging it, because you, you got all y'all in a, in, a, in a train, in a train. And like I said, there is no law. There is no government back to the wild, wild west. Right. <clears throat> and so people are uh, right. for that. Thank you. So Thank that's you so that's, home, that. that's home or abroad. It doesn't matter. Either way, yeah, get out. Right. Get hey, out. That's why I wasn't going to say it, not away from home, because you pretty much covered it all. So mm-hmm. once again, all of you guys made extremely valid points. You didn't really leave me with much because every single one of you tapped on it. Uh, 
on my preparation, and Big Damone started it with that mental. I mean, mm-hmm. the mental preparation is the most important because it it should have you psychologically, like he said, you should be thinking about that in advance. Like, don't wait for the event to come. But get, mentally impress your mind. So if it were to happen, and this is just me, so if it were to happen, I'm not taken by surprise. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, here it comes. This is that shit I was talking about. Um, and he and I really like the way that he also threw that book out there about how to survive anywhere, anytime, in any terrain because you're going to need a little book of something. You should have a little book of something in your mm-hmm. travel. And then um, I agree with what Jafar said because I thought about the water. You have to learn. You know, you have to learn how to purify that water. And like you say, you we can have things piled up in one part of the house. And if the earthquake hit, it it most it could easily just fall on top of all your stuff that you prepared to use. Now what you gonna do? And then like Peter Popoff said, you have to have knowledge. You know, knowledge is power. You have to know the routes by land, by sea. I I love that part. Um when you said that, because you, you have to know alternate routes and you have to have uh, several different ways of escaping dependent. I mean, if it's a flood, what might help you for an earthquake won't help. You know, if you, uh, you ain't going to need a boat in an earthquake unless, you know, the earthquake causes water. So you want to be prepared with some type of um, floating device. And then, like Lawless said, very important, you got to have a man bag. You have to have something in your car, in your body. You you should, you know, at all times, if if you can. You know, I know some people are diabetic or have medical issues and they carry emergency supplies with them. I like to keep stuff in my car that I can just throw on my, you know, but I can just throw on my back and keep it rolling. But one thing I would definitely get that I didn't hear tonight was a bicycle. I, I absolutely have to have a bicycle. No, that's a normal. Um, yeah, well, for you it might be. It be in your way of going, but I need a bicycle because I don't know which it, which scenario it might be. There are some scenarios where the if I was if I was downtown Seattle and an earthquake hit and I was stuck in gridlock, I want to pull my damn bike out and jump on my bike and start rolling with my sword and my mace and <laughs> the gun and a lot of things. So because hey, look out for me, so I'm carjacking. <laughs> I'm yeah, bike jacking, car jacking, and everything. Well, I, I relate to a person like you. And so the, the, the thing is that it's doggy dog at this point, and it's, right. it's something to think about. And you guys all hear <coughs> about what would you do. Like Jafar said, I, you know, something Peter came in and said, I would just come in and straight ramsack your house. And, and somebody else said, you could be a sitting duck in a house if your whole escape mm-hmm. is based off a barricade in your home, you do become a sitting duck. It's very right. possibly come a sit and die. Because how many so people even think about, about that? And then, well, think well, about this, though. I was going to say, think about this, though, too, real quick, Lovely Bones. The main thing to make it out of to, because, it, like you said, everybody, somebody's going to want something you got, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have anything anybody wants, or if nobody sees what you have, and you can survive primarily off of what the earth has to offer, then you don't have to worry about people trying to come and get what you need, okay? Unless you, you have an you, echo. Okay. You have an echo. Oh. Uh, 
Well, okay, let's keep exactly. going. Go it's cool. Let's keep go, going. No, no, go ahead because you had a valid. That's a very valid point. If you ain't got oh, nothing, exactly. ain't nobody trying to get you. Right, right. But see, but see, what you have is in your mind, though. Okay, you know how to grow fruit, or you know how to grow food. Other people don't. You know how to purify water. Other people don't. You know right. how to make water out of thin air. Other people That's don't. Good. You know how to hunt for your own food. Other people don't. So, therefore, you're not putting a target on your back at the mm. same time, all while still being able to survive. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. I like that. I'm about that. to induct you into my okay, game. Okay, now, I like that. Like, it's going to be part of the truth, huh? That's yeah, he's going to be part of the Very truth. Very valid. Yeah, and it's all mental and you can't see it, which go back to mental. Now, let's move on because I, we got these other categories and I want y'all all to have a chance to talk and then sum it up in the end. So, the next disaster uh, would be, let's say, martial law. Let's start with martial law. There's some type of chemical uh, agent that has gotten out into the community, some type of disease to spread it. It could be a bunch of heroin addicts running loose, turning into zombies. But it's, now this is a, it's a man, man-made uh, disaster. So in the, in the case of martial law or chemical warfare or zombies or heroin addicts or some type of disease that's breaking out and it's airborne and it's food contaminated, how do you handle that? emergency situation, how do you prepare for something like that? And on this one, I'm going to start with um, Peter Popoff first. All right. Well, in the event that it is a martial law situation, first of all, we choose how we live and where we live. And so you really got to know your communities. Hopefully you've been thinking about should this have happened what you're going to do, you know, because usually with martial law, there's curfew sometimes involved. You need to still be able to um, manage, survive. If you're combined and to a combined controlled environment, you need to have thought about, do I have everything I need? Even if you, um, if you're at work, if it happens at work, then you can't leave work. So they're in the, the in, in the situation when martial law hits, they literally just shut down travel and access to things. So you need to be thinking about, you know, in the event that, and, and you can hear it coming if you just stay current with what's going on, if like, um, for example, I'll use this. I think I can bring up um, the L.A. riots now. Is this a good time? Because it was kind of like martial law curfew. I hope mm-hmm, this is the time mm-hmm. to bring that up. Yes, um, it is. Yes, it is. Um, what happened is that your, what happened was, the freeway exits were shut off. People couldn't get off freeway and get to their home. We had to go into neighborhoods, get people out of the office buildings and getting people from their homes to go get their kids, to go get their kids. It was crazy. But a lot of people didn't know that when the riots was going on, stuff was happening. They just saw looting, people going to malls and shoot. There were other stuff happening within the community that prohibited people from getting, people couldn't get off of freeways. Because they were snatching you out of your cars, certain people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what yeah, happens when, it, when that happens, when it happens to certain people, they will shut down things. So you need to be thinking about if something happens, if I'm at work and it's 12 noon, will I be able, who's my backup person to get my kids? Who's the first person to get my kids? Who's the next person if I can't get there? Who 
that kind of stuff needs to be in you like water. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. needs to be in you like water so that it comes out flowing naturally like that too. So you're not a part of that percentage that, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. I'll do another example. For example, it is horrible that 9-11 happened. It is virtually just still inconceivable. But the mere fact that that city of New York had plans and people mm-hmm. knew how to operate and pulled together, they, mm-hmm. it, it survived. I mean, in a week's time, Wall Street was back up, and it was the building that it happened in. So something was in play, even though that happened. And so the, it, it, and take it to a very minute level, you need to have, if, you, if something happens and you're at work, something happened and your kids are at school and your kids can't get home and they're shut mm. down in the school. Right, right. Because, you know, when the, when the school shootings happen, that's what happens. They do things go on lockdown. So part of it is a mental preparedness, but also it's a plan and a plan that actually works. You need to have this dialed in naturally so that you are not hiccuping when it's time to be in movement. The, you know, the revolution could be going on, but because you ain't in movement, you could miss out on it because you stuck. You stuck your wheel's stuck. Oops, oops, oops. I'm trying to get in the, in the revolution. You, you can't even move because you're in stock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'd mobilize your ass. That's you better. Thank you for you that. So you, Thank you yeah. for that. Thank right. you for that, Peter Popoff. You hit a lot right. of valid points. Lawless. Yes, ma'am. All Natural right. Uh, martial law, what are you going to do? So martial law, okay. So that's that's martial law. Depend, okay, depending on what we're martial law on, okay. Once again, it all dictates on where we're going. <laughs> if it's something biological, if it's a zombie thing or whatever, you know. First of all, if it's biological or something like that, stay put. The best thing, shut your stay put, close. That's what. That's when you barricade yourself in the house. Because if mm-hmm. you're not infected right now, no need to get out there and try it. You're going to run into the infection or whatever's out there. Stay put. Okay. That's, that's where you stockpile. That's where your, your stockpiling come in. Stay in the house. Stay out. You ain't got to mm-hmm. go around. Don't converse with nobody. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you don't know who's contaminating until, until it comes come, come time come. Now, be it, be it a, let's say, let's do the zombie apocalypse type deal, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, F martial law, I'm out. Right. Right. I mean, I can oh, you will not sit me in here to get me ate up by, uh, no, I'm getting out. I'm going to wait till it gets nighttime, and I'm out. Right. Now, how yeah. are you going to get around all the guards and stuff that's out there and, and the national I just, I just told you, at nighttime, you roll right past them. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you roll right past them. And I'm trusting Roll right past. I'm not driving. I'm not driving. That's how you will roll right past. Okay. I want to know. It might help me. First of all, I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to drive. I'm going to be on foot. They're going to. Most of the ones were looking where you're. If you ever see, okay, let's 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 do the riots. Let's do the uh, riots. Okay, that's a good instance. When they locked it down, they locked the inner city down. Nobody from Hollywood could come down in there, and no one inside could get out. Okay, 
They were prepared. That's why, if you notice, there was no rioting up in Hollywood, all that. That was shut down. The police force was ready for all of that. There's, there's your barricade. There's your barricade right there. So they condense you in your own spot. There are always holes. If the Mexicans can come over from Mexico over here with a big border, real spit. Get out. Okay. I'm real spit out. right there. Okay. So uh, there's no uh, martial law will be in your head. If they told you to stay put because zombies are coming, you best move. Now, if they tell you to stay put about biological aging or something like that and radiation, yes, stay put. All you're going to do is hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself worse by going out. Find out. If it's going to come to you, it'll come to you in the house. There ain't it no, is. Thank ain't you. no need to mention up oh. for it. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for um, that, Lawless. That's mm-hmm. a lot of valid points. And, and thanks for going into depth on some of that. I, I needed to know that. Roll right Jafar past. Jafarel. Jafarel. All right, all right. So long. <coughs> yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, we can hear you. Ah, um, martial law. I want to kind of explain the definition on that because I've been on both sides of that. Okay. And one was the riots, you know, where I was on that side, and then being in the military, uh-huh. and was enforcing martial law. Okay, since martial law is military law, let me explain what that means. All right, that means that your law in your city doesn't apply anymore, or state, or wherever the martial law is quarantined, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be a small area, sometimes it could be the whole state, uh-huh. right? or the whole country. All right, now, what that means is we set the law. Okay, we may say, okay, nobody moves after the sun goes down, right? Uh And my sergeant may tell me, anybody who takes three steps, shoot them, right? Mm. So on your two and a half steps, when that third foot comes down, I'm putting a bullet in your ass. I ain't going to say halt, stop, and it will be justified because it's martial law. I'm not going to be in trouble. But and and the dead person, the family might be mad and all that. But hey, we said don't move at night. So since you was out mm-hmm. there trying to creep, Fred, exactly. you might get away. So, but if you so you if, might shoot Fred now. I mean, no, you will shoot him in the ass. You're gonna have it's, to it's, a, it's a military order. You're gonna have to shoot him in the ass. And one one thing that you guys uh, missed is when they entered in the Rodney King riots, when they entered into the city, they shot a few people. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't hear neither one of y'all mention that, but they mm-hmm. definitely show what they, and I saw it go down, too. They mm-hmm. barricaded Long Beach, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and mm-hmm. believe right. me, the only way to get out is if you had a work badge and you was on the way to work. So driving through one of them checkpoints, you better have your work badge on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that don't mean you have to be going to work, but that's one way to get through the checkpoint to get out of the city. Mm-hmm. But what if they're barricading the whole state? You're going to go through many of them things. And it, and it's going to be a little bit deeper than just having a work badge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's just a small barricade, right? Mm-hmm. So martial law, you know, the best thing how to prepare for it is this. You can move around in the daytime, so get all your needs and stuff you need in the daytime. At night, just don't come out. Look, they tell us if a curtain moves, shoot, shoot the whole window out. Hell no. No, this is no bullshit. If you've been in the military, you know. Right here in line. I'm not lying. And we didn't move any curtains during the Rodney King riot either. We weren't looking out no windows. And we had barricades on our street right there on Redondo and uh, PCH. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
We didn't open no windows. Know that area. Till the sun mm-hmm. came up. Sun up yet? Yeah. yeah, all right, peak hour, let's see for sure. You know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were serious. When they came in and shot them people, oh, the rioting stopped immediately. Mm-hmm. Nobody think- was looting anymore. Nobody was shooting that fireman. Nobody was doing none of that anymore. People was respecting that martial law. Mm. So depending on what type of martial law it is, now if it was a chemical like say, all right, North Korea shot a chemical thing and we under you know quarantine areas or some people might have got hit, now you're going to be quarantined, so you ain't going nowhere anyway because you might have got hit with a chemical weapon and they can't let you out until you've been mm-hmm. checked out. That might take months. You know, ask them ch- Japanese back yeah. in what, 1940. Which we've, yeah. <laughs> Which we've seen over and over in the movie. Yeah, concentration yeah. camps. Yeah, you're going to be in a camp. camp. Okay, great. Thank you for that, Jafar, and, and thank you for going into detail, which I'm sure you're going to have more opportunity yeah. um, as the show progresses to go deep, because those are the type of things we want to know. We want to know the military side of it and how fair you may have just saved a couple of lives like mine because I might peek the hell out and I'd probably be like lawless in my crap on. So up next, uh Vic Damone, martial law, chemical warfare, disease. What's the strategic plan? Martial law. Well here's the thing about martial law. Uh typically you have a little, compared to, like, natural disasters, you don't really know when those are about to, like, really crack off like that. Uh-huh. Martial law, you have a little bit more lead time. Like you said, you know, y'all going through the riots. Like, y'all seen shit was getting bad. But when uh-huh. motherfuckers got shot, like Jafar said, everything stopped. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of can see these things coming that allows you to, prepare a little bit more. Now, martial law, me personally, um, I'm trying to be as inconspicuous and incognito as possible. Hello. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be known. I don't want oh, anybody man. to know I exist at all. Uh-huh. I disappeared. Uh-huh. I vanished. I'm going to put it to you like this. At that time, I became a Christian, and I went in the uh, the goddamn, uh, you know, in the revolution, what is it called? Oh, the monastery. You went to a monastery. When you, became when, you a monastery. when you disappear. I'll talk about when you disappear before the uh, revelation. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, when they, oh, what are they called? The rapture. The rapture. The rapture. Like shit, I just that nigga gone. He just disappeared in that shit. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Vic, Vic, fix your mic. Oh my bad. Is that better? Yes. Yeah. Go. Okay, I'm sorry about that. But, yeah, no, nah, I done went into the rapture. I done disappeared off the face of the earth. I'm going into another dimension. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to. I don't want anybody to know that I'm here because, then, you know, then that's when everybody's up in your business. Now, uh, obviously, it depends on what type of martial law it is in a situation. You know, you say you got the nuclear, you got the zombie apocalypse, you got the y'all motherfuckers that's tripping and we need to put y'all in check, which is basically what they mm-hmm. did in riots or whatever. So, and I don't know, man. You know, it's it's hard to really say, but like I man. Like I said, I was I would just try to I would just try to disappear, but you know, that's something that I've never been through before, so I don't know 
exactly how strict it is. So, I, you know, like uh, Jafar said, you know, get what you got to get during the day. You know what I'm saying? And don't move at night. But but me, though, I, like, I, I believe, I don't know for sure, but I think that, like, if it was to really go down, I'm not going to be the one to just, sit like I'm gonna be or if I am sitting I'm plotting and thinking on how to get out of the situation it's not just uh-huh. sit there and just you just living with it like oh this is just how the way life is you know what I'm saying right right you're sitting there right. actually strategizing a way to get exactly. up out of this situation as far as guns I don't oh somebody you know what my gun is registered god damn it somebody must have stolen them last time I was here and I checked it was sitting all in my gun cases but they, uh, I don't know, they just disappeared, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they're going to come for your guns, this shit, especially if you're mm-hmm. friends or whatever. Right. But, um, and, and that makes a good point to what uh, Lawler said, too. You know, you got to have, you have to be able to create something from nothing. Because, like, right. even, like, the first year right. or whatever, they didn't really know what they needed. They just had to find out, like, oh, shit, like, I need a rope. Like, well, I don't have a rope, but I need something to get me from here to here which just so happened to be a rope. So, you know, you have to become creative and, and actually have things that they don't know that you have. Yeah, this hat just looked like a regular hat, but really, when I pull the motherfucking cap out, it's a ninja blade, you know what I'm saying? It's some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? All these shoes. That's pretty good. These shoes. That's pretty good. Right. That's right. That make you slide and run faster. Yeah, they ain't got, yeah, yeah. They ain't the only one. <laughs> Now, this is some bullshit. 
And so um, just taking everything, I don't want to go too deep about my, uh, why we on the air, but it's, it's just, it's just, it's good to know the stance of the military. And hopefully, you know, you guys will be able to have time within the show. Well, not hopefully we will, because for some reason we're right on time with the show, which is going to leave us plenty of time for open conversation. And that's what I want. So the next segment, um, you know, that thing with martial law, I mean, you know, they got tubs out there. Uh, they got fields and fields of containers, you know, waiting for this thing to happen so that they can jump in and do this thing. And that a part of the reason for martial law would be for depopulation issues. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not that we don't know it's coming. We know that yeah. we have, an, uh, we know that they believe we have a population issue, and a part of their agenda would be to use a, a time of crisis to uh, impose martial law on people for the purposes, one at least of the purposes for depopulation. And so um, that's something we have to keep in mind and know that know that when martial law takes place that they have selected some people. There are some people who have been pre-selected, they say by social security number, but I don't really believe that. You know, I believe that they have been profiling us via Facebook, credit cards, your whole number from, you know, from the time you was born, watching you go through the education system and how you maneuver with problems. They can see everything based off our social security numbers and our ID numbers and our uh, the cards that we use to purchase things and our bank accounts and all these things to create a profile on you. And so will you be a person in that profile? One. The other one is through DNA. When they're drawing your blood every time you've got sick or for whatever reason, everybody here doesn't have their blood drawn, don't think you're going to be selected by if you have a certain type of DNA or maybe even blood type. Ancestry.com. And so, and so that's just something to keep in mind, too. And so that's how I look at the whole, you know, uh, the whole. Now, not to say that if you were selected and you did something messed up, they wouldn't shoot you down. But if you are a selected person and you don't know it, you may find yourself getting a little, a little extra uh, leeway in certain circumstances. So I just wanted to throw that out there um, about martial law and was and an agenda that's possibly behind uh, why martial law would even take place. So having said all that, let's move into the last question. Um, the last emergency preparedness, and I really want to spend some time on this one. And in my mind, I'm saving the best for last. And like I say, we're doing so well on the show. So you guys can take your time and answer the question because we're actually a few minutes, you know, above the schedule. So alien invasion. Let's first, let's talk about real aliens. And what that might look like. So let's say an alien ship, like in the movie, came hovering over your house. That's what they show you in the movies. A a ship is going to come and hover over your house. We've seen it in Independent Day, the arrival, Close Encounters, and God knows how many other movies we saw where it starts with this ship hovering over people. But truth of the matter is that they're already amongst us. 
Mm-hmm. In other movies, they're already amongst us. So uh-huh. when I say alien invasion, I don't mean just if the spaceship, the scenario of the spaceship in the sky is one thing, but the other thing is that they're already right here with us. That's another. Now, I want to start because we have extra time. I just want everybody to briefly on this question, because I'm, I'm just making this up off the top of my head. I want to hear the scenario of if a spaceship hovered over your house, what would you do? And I'm going to start with you. I'm going to start with you, um, Lawson. If a spaceship hovered over your house tonight, or in the morning if you woke up and there was a spaceship hovered over your house, what would you do? Um... Uh... I'm not going to, definitely, I'm not going to panic because I, you know, if you all know me, I'm, I've been waiting for one to come through. Um, it's got to be something better than out here, but I'm seeing, you know, evidently there's truly nothing that I will be able to do. If you can travel, even if you're not traveling, you could be on this planet. So even if you did come from another uh, planet, from another solar system, the, the technology that you have, the knowledge you have, there's nothing I can do. I'll just wait and see what's going to happen. Just wait and see. Now, if you come down shooting, then we've got a different story. If you, come, if you come friendly, we can go friendly. It, it all depends how they, they come. If they, if you're coming violent, you're gonna get violent. I mean, violence with violence, head right. on. You know what I'm saying? Head on. I, I don't believe in hostage situations. You're not gonna probe me and do all that. No, you <laughs> can't. <me. laughs> no. You wouldn't know if they probed you. You'd be knocked out. That's all right. <laughs> they gotta knock me out. They gotta knock me out first. I ain't going willingly. Not like that. You know what I'm saying? But. Uh, 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 if you ever noticed, but if they ever did come out, they're gonna pass me by anyway. They're not who I'm looking. They're not who I'm not who they're looking for. Trust and believe. And no person right. of color, right. no person of color is what they're right. looking for. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Then, you know. No uh, person of color is what they're looking for. Okay. Thank right. you on that. Next, Jafar, a spaceship. You wake up. You go outside tonight or you wake up in the morning and there's a spaceship hovered over your home, what are you going to do? All right, well, they ain't hovered yet, but they pass through here all the time. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's like a traffic zone right here. Um, I checked out the little parallel. I forgot what number it is, but it runs from the west coast all the way to the east coast. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of, a lot of, Sightings have been seen, and you know, me and my boy was out on the balcony one night, and we saw one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we stopped our whole conversation, looked up, so I took my little cell phone out and took a little photography of it, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, if I woke up and one was hanging on, you know, like like uh, Lawless said, I mean, what can you do, really? You know, so I probably do like dude did in Close Encounters, you know. Start building mountain pits in my house and <laughs> and uh, tripping out and 
then you know see what what they what they try to what they want. But another thing he said too is they not interested in pe- pe- persons of color. You be in the movies, you know, and most of the people who have encountered those kind of things and told about it are usually European. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you very rarely see you know pe- our people. Discussing that We may have seen them But as far as abductions And stuff like that Like they just swooped you Out your house And probed you up And all that You know You don't really get Too many stories from, from us Like that So they are among us And you know If we did If I did happen to wake up And you know Hopefully it's not A hostile situation Even if it was I don't think I got The weaponry to Fight against them <laughs> You know So why even try mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, just, thank you for that, Jafar. <laughs> thank you for that, Jafar. Peter Popoff, you wake up in the morning and there's a spaceship hovering over your house. What do you do? What I'm going to do is I'm going to get as far away from it as I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's really simple. It don't take rocket science. That's the line gonna work on you on that one. Okay. I'm out of here. Man. I don't need to. I don't need to sit around and investigate if you gonna come down. Who you gonna take? Uh, like you guys right. said, they usually don't take us. You know, for those that if that's the scenario, if that if they do, if I wake up and they're there, I don't. Your whole reason for being there has still nothing to do with me, and I want nothing to do with you. Granted, mm-hmm. if it if it's gonna play out the way it does in the movie, I still mm-hmm. I don't want to be anywhere around you or be in any radius. <laughs> I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna yeah. try to be a hero. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to be a hero. I ain't Will I, I ain't Will Smith. I'm not gonna fly a jet glider down and try to. I, it ain't Star Wars. No, it ain't Rogue One. It ain't none of that. Say Peter won't be popping off. No, he's not. Pop the hell up out of there. That's right. Pop it up out of here. That's right. They 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 not they not expecting someone to pop off like that. They they think we stupid. Right. Ooh, here they come. Here they come. Use use the scenario in a scary movie. Start running, get to get away from it. Just get away from it. Because everybody's like, yeah. ooh, look at it. It's up, ooh, look at it. What's up, that? Ooh, what is that? You already know and what it is. And let me walk in all calmly in the movie. Right. I'm like, no. so unreal. Because knock it in, off. inevitability like is going to happen. <laughs> if it look happen. like a duck, if it look, yeah, if it look like a duck, quack like a duck, you know, quack, quack, duck, it might duck, be a water somewhere. Duck. Yeah, and you be uh, too late. Thank- Thank you for that. That was that was hilarious. Thank you, Peter Popoff. Vic Damone, Vic Damone, you wake up and you walk outside and it's a spaceship hovered over your house. What do you do? Man, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? So I'm going to now. I can envision this right now. Like I'm walking outside. I'm walking out the door. And I look up and it's a big-ass spaceship right on top of my house. I'm going to be like, oh, shit. So first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to run back in the house and get the family, you know what I'm saying, wake up the kid. Hey, y'all, get the shit together. Come on, we got to go. We got to go right now. Like, let's get the fuck up out of here. 
grab what you can, and then get the fuck out of here. Because here's the thing. I'm open. I'm an open-minded enough person to understand that they are good aliens, and there are bad aliens, right? So right. worst case scenario, the bad aliens. Are, uh, I'm trying to get the fuck up out of there. If they catch me, they catch me. But you're gonna catch me running. I'm not staying. I'm not gonna try to fight you. Like people pop off say, I'm not gonna try to fight you because you probably got some old that technological shit in mind. So I'm trying to get the fuck up out of there. Plus, I got all these kids and shit with me, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> the other scenario, you got good aliens. Okay, shit, cool. Well, catch me on the rebound then. Like, let me find out y'all good first before we just start chopping it up and shit. Like, right, I right, see somebody right. else go through that. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you, that's when you send the white people, man, go see if they cool, man. If they cool, then you come back and let me know. Get back to me and let me know that they cool. And if they cool, then I'll come over there and fuck with y'all. If not, then, you know. And, and, and then still, you know, aliens, shit, they know how to play games, too. Shit, the motherfuckers ain't, they, they ain't stupid. They ain't they stupid. You, they like, told the fuck They ain't stupid. They can tell you, like, no, we, we here nice. Just tell them to come here. <laughs> come here. Come a little closer. Next thing you know, you got to probe up your ass. You know what I'm saying? So you know you got you can't be you know it's like you, damn can you trust it? But I mean if you know they're gonna catch you like I said they gonna have to catch me running. I'm not just about to walk to my desk and shit. Come on y'all, come on here and kill me like shit. Nah, you got you got to take mine. You feel me? So that's how I would be if I walked outside and I seen a motherfucking spaceship. Uh, hovering over the hovering house. up over your house. Okay, thank yeah. you for that. That was that was funny. You and Peter, y'all ain't y'all ain't playing with it. I hear you. Uh, me myself, I I'm just gonna keep it one hundred. Uh, if I if I woke up and I was going out the door to run across the street to Walmart, most likely I'm half dressed, and I walk outside and I look up and I see a spaceship hovering. The very first thing I'm going to do is scream so fucking loud, everybody in the neighborhood. It's just going to be one long scream where somebody would probably have to walk up and slap me. I'm not even going to lie. That would be like, I mean, that's to just walk outside and see I know me. I would scream real loud first by reflex. And when I'm done screaming, I'm going to come back into my house. I got a daughter who got special needs, who I believe has some type of connection with them anyway because she has no language. So I'm thinking she knows some type of mental something that we don't know about because she always look at us like we stupid. My daughter with the special needs, she look at us like we stupid. So I'm thinking she knows something we don't know because she can't talk, but she's smart. So I'm going to take her ass out there. And I'm be like, look, mm-hmm. I, for 30 years, I've been taking care of, <laughs> took care of her. So, you know, if this is part of y'all, you can, you know, and we good, you know. And what can I do to help you? What can I do to help you? Because whatever huh, they did to you, team. whatever they did to you, they did it to us too. These your people down here. You know, we didn't do it. So what can I do to help you? If nothing, if you ain't going to have a conversation, send no signal. I'm I'm probably gonna bounce. I'm probably I'm probably just gonna bounce. But then again, I I might not. I might just sit there. You know, it's sitting there where I'm gonna run to. 
How far can I go that he can't get me? Would I want to survive a ray beam? What if a big ray beam just came down and hit something and sent all kind of gases? Some things you don't want to survive, or some things I don't want to survive. You know, take me in the first wave. I'm cool. Then I got to worry about carrying no water and purifying water. I'm gone. You know, get me. I just going to get me right then and there. Yeah, so, um, this shit it just it just depends on when they came and they, you know, Hollywood has done a great job of giving us these images of what it's going to look like. And so having answered the questions we just answered, I asked you that to lead us into how do we even know that it's really aliens and not us? And this is where I want to spend a lot of time on this topic. I want you all to really think about this. You've seen the movie. You've seen other movies that don't have anything to do with aliens, but other movies that show where half the shit we see ain't real. It could all be a facade, and it could really just be our own government fooling us. There may even be a scripture in the Bible that says, be careful of what you see because it may not be real, Uh you know? Don't always run with the masses. So if any disaster happened that we spoke on this evening and I seen everybody running in one direction, please trust and believe I'm going in the opposite. Exactly. Please trust and believe I'm going in the opposite direction. I'm not following the masses. Okay? So we have to be careful of what we believe we see because they use that Blue Bean Project, you know, they be using that. They may be using that blue bean project on us. This shit may not even be real. You know, we may be running and scatterbraining and doing stuff, and it, 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 you know, we don't know what it is. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about if the alien invasion was our own people. You know, what purposes would they have to do that? And how how would you deal with it? Think, you know, trying to figure out, is this really them or is it us? Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with you, Jafar. I'm going to start, wait, let me see. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm going to start with you, Jafar. All right. Um, do I believe it's real or not? Personally, I think it's real, but in a different sense of the way they just play it in the movies. And um, I tend to kind of, Listen to the people who are really talking and the things that they say. As I've, you know, I know a few people, not people who've been abducted, but people who just said they've seen, you know, some weird stuff. And then uh, now the, I, I won't blame it on our government because there's other governments in the world that are releasing documents from 50s, you know, from the 40s and 50s and from there space projects about, you know, things that they saw that they never released, you know. So we're getting some stuff that, you know, a lot of times the government will release documents after 25, 30 years or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, and not just our government, you know. In this matter, we're talking about governments from different countries. So there's got to be some realness to it, you know. You know, I don't think it's fake. Um. Now, how does that affect us? You know, what do they want or what are they here for? How long have they been here? You know, I think one of our shows, we talked about the Book of Enoch. And my thing was, you know, angels and aliens versus, uh, 
you know, the evil angels and the ones who are bound into the center of the earth. And now they talk about all these submissible uh, UFOs that go underwater, right? And they move underwater just as fast as they move in the air, right? And where are they going when they get underwater? Do they got bases or secret entrances entrances into the center of the earth, right? Uh And how long have they been there, you know? So sometimes we quote scripture, but then we look at some scripture, ah, well, that's way out, you know, like some people don't believe in the flood or, you know, certain things, but they believe some things in the scripture, right? But here's a book that we don't really have that could really explain the truth about aliens, you know, or what they really are. And this is just Mm -hmm. a modern term that we use as aliens. And this is where the government is coming to play and telling us things, you know, like the movies display, right? Okay, shoot at them or, oh, they're here to invade or they're this and that. Okay, well, what if they was really here for who? Somebody mentioned the rapture, (laughs) You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, what if that's just how it was going to go down? You know, like, okay, exactly. so they say revelation right. and the end of the mm-hmm. world and, and everybody mm-hmm. going to be zapped up and this and that. Okay, so mm-hmm. what if these aliens were angels and they was coming to zoom you in? Or Okay, well, why exactly. they get you and probe you and what they do this for? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, sometimes, okay, like I was talking about, um, you know, how – we get certain technologies at certain times, and where does it come from, right? Because mm-hmm. man is not a, progressed enough to actually come up with these things. But if somebody tells man, we definitely can duplicate something. You know, we've been doing that all our lives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, for uh, but when we get something like that, we tend to act like a king, right, or a queen. Mm-hmm. And we want to be recognized for it, you know. So... Uh, you know, in the case where, or God even, right? Just because you had some knowledge that nobody else had and you progressed your area with that knowledge, right? So, uh, but where do they get this knowledge from, you know? So that's something that we have to really dig into to find out, you know, different scenarios and which ones sound the best because we may never get the, the full truth in it because too many people are holding secrets. But there's something out there, though. I'll leave it with that. There is something out there. There's something out there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Peter Popoff. Yes, ma'am. Peter Popoff. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Do you want me to call you last on this question? Yes, I do. Now? I want to go last because I got, I got something go to say. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, I got you. I got you, baby. Okay, next up, Lawless. Yes, ma'am. Alien invasion, what if it's our own government? Okay, so basically if it's an alien invasion, trust and believe that it's real. It is not our government. Our government has planted the seed in our head, so what to look for. That's what Independence Day, okay, let's start it out first. E.T., because they thought they were friendly. So they prepped everybody for them to come out and be like, oh, they're nice, oh, cute, they don't really know nothing. But then they found out the truth, okay, of what there's other fractions. There's just one set of aliens out there. Another one came in and found out that, hey, we're going to eat you guys. 
you know what I'm saying? So our government pumps you up to say, okay, if they come, we're going to have to fight them. You know what I'm saying? They're get everybody band together to fight them. Mm-hmm. As you notice, there, there's only one other alien movie that was like kind of friendly, but they got tired of us, was uh, The Abyss. They lived on this planet. They're oh, in the wall. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They lived in here, and they got tired of us playing around, and they was going to just, they was like, we're like kids making a lot of noise. Shut them up. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I do believe that they're, they're, we don't, we share this planet. This is not our planet. We're just arrogant and saying it is. We share this planet. Mm-hmm. Technology has come from leakage. Okay. And after after World War Two, that's when it exploded. See, Hitler got it first. Well, not not even let's not just say his go. name. Yeah, Germany got it first. Okay, mm-hmm. and what it probably what, was, now, wait, it when was, you say got it, what are you referring to when I'm, you say I'm, got I'm, it? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to you. I'm gonna bring it to you. Okay. There was an information. It was a information that came out to all the nations. Mm-hmm. Okay. It it was broadcast to them. If you go here, there's this technology that you can do such and such and such and such. Most of the planet, well, let's say, yeah, most of the planet lasted off. Mm-hmm. Okay. United States listened a little bit. Soviet Union, they heard it. You know, uh, ain't got really time for it. Same like the United States. We're busy dancing and being free of a, a strong nation, we think. Germany, on the other hand, took the chance, answered the call. It got this technology. The technology was so banning that you see what they did within four years, spread across half of Europe. Then it took everybody to attack them to get what they got. It wasn't about, it wasn't about what he was doing with the Jews. And whatever. It was technology, something mm-hmm. old. So Interesting. everybody came together to beat, stop this one and supposed to split it up. Mm-hmm. That's why we took the scientists and took it there. Next thing you know, we're in a nuclear age going to the moon, flying in the sky because the message says, get this, come up here to the moon. We have something else for you, but you got to get here. Exactly. Uh-huh. And you know they ain't going to tell us about that part. Right, no, and see now, now United States won. This is where the aliens is coming from. This is where they're prepping it from. United States won. Okay, Soviet Union got a little bit, but they never got the technology, and they didn't have the resource to do it. We had all the resources, the money, the power. Got the shit shot to the moon. Right now, everybody knows America will fuck you in a minute. <laughs> you think they ain't gonna do an alien? So you, the agreement they probably had, that United States has already backed up on it. So they're coming down here like, hey, man. And when they come, we're just in the way. We're like ants under a boot. They're, they're really not after us. They're after what they get, what, you know what I'm saying, what was given, what was promised to them, what was lied. Mm, interesting. Interesting. That's why our government don't want you to look up. Don't want you to look around. And if you see something, they make you sound like you're crazy. Why? Why would you do that? Exactly. Good point. Good point. Thank you. Thank you for that, Lawless. Good point. Um, Big Damone. Big? 
Are the rest of you guys there? Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, big, 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 I had it on mute. Oh, okay. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. So, um, now, yeah, I mean, aliens are real. I mean, everything from outer space is real. Is it them? Is it is it is some celestial being that supposedly came from you the have planet? Um, you have an echo. Uh, is it still an echo? Oh, there it is. Very good. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm about to say you probably hear the kids downstairs, but I don't know. No. Anyways, um, I think it's a little bit of uh, both, definitely. I mean, I think there's definitely other life out here, and you know, they coming. You know, nobody's <laughs> flying through. I mean, it's a, it's a vast. Vast space, there's a lot of shit. So, you know, motherfuckers want to fly by, check on shit, see what's going on. Then, of course, you know, you got us who, you know, have obviously, uh, when I say us, I'm going to just say, uh, quote unquote, human mankind has came into contact with these celestial beings. And uh, obviously, we've been communicating with them and shit. They've been giving us information on how to, you know, basically on how. On, on their technology, which will allow us to uh, have a piece of their technology, but are we as technologically advanced as them? No, because, I mean, they're smart enough to know, you know, they're not giving up all their secrets. Um, and to the point of these these underwater uh, creatures like the movie The, the Abyss and, uh, you know, having aliens down there, I mean, think about it. When you see, um, if anybody has watched, like, the Discovery Channel when they go super deep, uh, in the ocean, right. and you start seeing these these you can't even call them fish because they don't look nothing like fish. I mean, I think I've seen this thing that looked like a, a spring from your bed, and it was just lit up all different colors. Right, and they glow. Right. Yeah, it's uh, and so everything mm-hmm. down there is it, you know it's adapted to the habitat, and because it's so dark, they just made to glow. Period. Right. Um, they just glow, and it looked like some shit from outer space. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got shit down there that look like little galaxies and shit that look like yes. You know what I'm saying from yes. outer space. So that's all. And and I mean, we haven't even seen everything yet. So I mean, it's just kind of like the same thing. If you were to see something that you had never seen before, you were gonna say alien or you're you're something. You know what I'm saying? You're not you're not you're not something that I've never seen before. And so why would they? do that, I mean, that I'm going to just say, if it's our government period, I mean, they're doing it because that is, you know, they want to be, they want to have this, that technical, uh, that technology, you know what I'm saying? They want to be, I mean, especially when it comes to, like, war and stuff because that gives them an advantage on war. You know, if you got the best weapons, you got the best technology, then you got the power, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. So, there's that, and then, um, shit, I can say aliens come down here, man. They, you know, they want to check on shit. They, 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 you know, they doing different DNA type of tests on, you know, everything from humans to cows to everything right, to, right. I think, I think every single species. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, every, to, to basically everything that we have here, you know, they want to test it. I mean, that's that's how you figure out stuff. You have to experiment with it. And, you know, because 
you know, we're humans and we might say, you know, that's a bad thing, which, I mean, it is a bad thing just to be experimental, motherfuckers, but, I mean, shit, we dissect frogs in school and mice and rats. Right. We dissecting all mm-hmm. kinds of shit, experimenting mm-hmm. with shit, and just because we don't value their life as much as we value ours, it's okay to right. do that. It's not right. okay to do that shit on a regular human being. Of course, if you're doing an autopsy, uh, that's something different, but just to do it, just to figure out how things work, like that's not that's not cool. And we do saying? that so, here. We do yeah, that we here. Pro yeah. people and experiment. Like yeah, that, yeah, we yeah we do. I mean, where do we get it from? You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it's 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 just a part of. Uh, I mean, whether we got it from them or not is just a part of shit that people do. Uh, for certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. all I got to say about that. Okay. Uh, Peter Popoff. Yes, ma'am. Can okay. you hear me now? Ready to pop? We can I'm ready to pop. pop Good. Pop well, off, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. I'm a realist. Um, I, I'm going to start it from here. I have never encountered one. And I know that if I have, I would know. Have I seen some things that are that are different? Yeah. And granted, I think a great deal of how we um, filter, how we believe, how we see is influenced by our beliefs and what we have accepted individually. Me personally, I have not encountered one to know if they're friendly or hostile. I haven't had one come up to me and talk to me or do any type of thing that's halfway twisted. So I can't really say if, you know, they, you know, exist. I just haven't experienced or have had any encounter with them, okay? And so based on my experience or the lack thereof or the limit or the boundaries of it, I can't really voice on whatever. What I do know if we talk government-wise, our government's crazy. That we know. And so, therefore, I am very, very, very reserved on believing our news and what they tell us. I watch the news to find out what people are saying. I don't watch the news to believe what they say. Mm, I like that. Big difference. But, you know, here... We And it's culturally different here. We are probably one of the only places where our news is censored. I think there's censorship everywhere in the world, yes. But our news particularly, what news is shared to the American populace at large is censored. So there's already a certain amount of control on what information. It, it, it's clearly seen on the very minutest level with our news. We get to see what makes the front page and what doesn't, but why does that make the front page over something else when there's other stuff seriously more alarming, deep, um, um, uh, uh, impactful going on, but we see, you know, something, you know, just really lightweight on the front page. That's control. So I'm very, I'm very um, skeptical when... Um, um, whatever our government says or not say, because I know there's a spin room. They tell us they have one. It's a new spin room from the prejudice, from a presidential perspective, from you know Langley and 
over in, in Maryland, the Pentagon, you got to put a spin on it because we, if we're going to get on the air and something did happen, we have to put a spin on it. I'll use it as a good example, the recent um, bombings over in Syria. First, we got the information that, you know, we could go ahead and bomb them. We found the target. Then the target was there were kids. Then the information on the targets came from one of our, you know, affiliates. And then we heard that the affiliates on the ground were giving the wrong information on purpose so that we would bomb the wrong place and make Trump look crazy. I'm like, you guys, once y'all figure out your little spin, then y'all can tell us the news. But we had to sit here and watch that. We recently did the same thing with our presidency. Watch the whole big old spin happen. Mm-hmm. And here big we are, American. And so I say this as a cautionary answer. Regarding the, the, the whole... Um, things that we can't see. I'm a very, very, very. Basically, you're saying you don't believe in aliens. If we just no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I haven't encountered one. I don't believe in what people have told us is the interpretation of what they are and what they're here for and what they mean. The whole way Um, back to more of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't encountered that, so I can't really say. I'm not going to make a judgment based off of someone else's reporting. I'm not that type of person. It's going to be my own. That's interesting. So, thank you for so, thank you for popping up. And, and, yeah, yeah, and so I do have an, uh, you know, a perspective. I'm going to share in the open discussion, mm-hmm. which is coming up pretty soon. But I'm going to yes, share perspective. Is. So yes, it is I'm coming just, up. I just wanted to put that in as a caveat. Because a lot of what we believe can be based on other people's reporting, and then, but we want to get down to the real. We know something ain't right, but you know, the best experience is personal You're experience right. that is You're is straight right. up, not filtered through someone else's reporting, friend or foe. Okay, well, thank you for that, uh, Peter. All right. Valid point, All right. everybody, as always. And as he said, we are going into open discussion for the next 25 minutes. Um, I mean, you know, when I think about aliens, just listen to some of the things Peter said, you know, that, you know, seeing is believing, but sometimes even what you see, if you watch the movie Swordfish, um, they told you everything is a mirage, you know? Mm-hmm. If 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 seeing is believing, why everybody believe in the Bible and ain't half the, over half the shit in there, you ain't never seen before in your life, but you choose to believe. Uh-huh. So if we right. go that deep with seeing is believing, then nothing would be left to believe. And it would not every, every, you know, you can only, if we go by what you just said, you know, itself could be a, a setup of its own. And so, um, Thank you, everybody, for raising um, a different conscious level about how we think about um, everything that, you know, even back to what you were saying, Lawless, about uh, uh, finding artifacts and, and, I mean, you know, I'm like this. I leave my mind open to every interpretation. I... I you can tell me something and I'll re flip it any way I choose to 
you know, um, it just seems as if it fits into a puzzle and makes that piece better for me. You know, I may not believe exactly what you say, but I can take your presentation and I can see something somewhere else and be like, hmm, that's an interesting theory. Because in theory, everything is theory. Right? Almost. And so um, when we think about the alien beings back to if it's, if it's government or not, I think about that story in the Bible about Noah's Ark and, and how they said, you know, gather two of everything and put it on the boat, you know. And I think about how they, you know, they say that the aliens come down and they, they experiment with the crops and, and the animals and the experiment with the people, but there's nothing that they're doing that we don't do here. Like Big Damone was saying, we do the same thing here. So is that learned behavior? Did we get that from somewhere? You know, are we, is this part of the pattern? Um, evolution, different, like slavery looked one way back then, but now it's modernized into mass incarceration. Um what would be the purpose of aliens coming down and like Vigamon said, getting caught up in the in the rapture and somebody else said that as well, Lawless or Jafar, you know, I thought about that. You know, I think about everything. I never limit myself to there are no possibilities. I'm always there are so many possibilities. And the reason I think like that is because no matter what it is, you won't catch me off guard because I've basically played with every scenario. Uh-huh. I'm not going to just stick my mind to one thing. I'm not really the, I don't believe that just seeing is believing. I think, you know, that some things is better experience, you know, but I know there's always mind manipulation going on. And even more so now with technology, maybe if I look yep. back in the days before technology existed, then seeing my seeing as believing would be justified. If I lived back before electricity was being used, you know, when people just searched for the stars and, and had to strike fire, you know, I can believe more then. But as long as we have technology, you know, I understand that anything um, could be possible. Yeah. Anything can be possible. So having said that, we're into open discussion for the next 25 minutes, fellas. Let's just dive in and recap, you know, on any part of the natural disaster and and the preparedness. One thing that, one, and there are many, and I'm going to hit a couple of them to make the discussion go. One thing I thought was really interesting was when Vig Damone said, in case of a natural disaster, if it's all in your mind, if all the information is in your mind on how to survive without equipment, but go out there and and um, create an atmosphere as you go along, then you don't have to be worried about carrying nothing because you already possess, possess mentally what you know the knowledge of what you need to get out there and do. So you can't be ransacked. Ain't nobody going to jack you for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have anything on you. And what's in your mind, they can't see. I thought that was powerful, but that's just me. Anybody want to elaborate? I was going to say, unless they try to eat you like, damn, shit, I ain't, you ain't got nothing <laughs> I want, but I sure am hungry. And this thing is looking real good. Right now. Yeah. Like a yeah. Hey, man, pass me that barbecue sauce in that knife. <laughs> See, but if you look at it, if you look at what what they do, it's not, 
they're okay. They've taken some animals, some plants, some uh, mm-hmm. some water, and they're checking. They're checking what is indigenous to this planet. All of a sudden, yeah, hit this one and say, wait a minute, this ain't supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Now we got this, 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 and this, but this ain't supposed to be here. Mm. Let's get him. Let's probe it and see what it is. Well, nope, it's not one of them. Let's go back. But by the time, you know, that, that's all it is. The, the, the same way, as, think about Jack, we grew up with Jacques Cousteau and uh, Marla Perkins, uh, Omaha. That, okay, well, look, this, uh, this looks sick over here. Let's run it down, tag it, and, and watch it grow. Aliens doing the same thing. But they're only doing one being, one race. I mean, I'm, that's it, you know. I don't know. Is it? I mean, what could it be? I don't think they're, you know, perfectly there. I don't think they're funny. So, that's can I, can I interject? Okay. Oh, yeah. Peter Popoff. Yeah. One, one of the things is this, is that oftentimes man's pride get in the way. That is often seen in science. And man does it because, you know, we're supposed to dominate the earth, and we're dominating the earth, and we're creating, we're exploring, we're going to other galaxies, we have technology. But excuse me, mankind, the earth was here before you, and there are some laws that whether you want to obey them or not, you will have to answer for and answer to as, as as we'll go to a very familiar movie, um, Lovely Bones, Causality. Causality. When you do something, and we all know this, it's a, it's a, um, we call it you throw it to the universe to throw it back. We're not throwing it to mankind. We're throwing it to, if you throw something out, you do good, you do good to the earth, it'll come back to you. You do good in life, it'll come back to you. Life is filled with ups and downs, but Man has, there's certain aspects of man, and if you want to take the scenario of the groupings that you just mentioned, they may have to answer, and it may not be a picture that they've prepared. And so they, you think, I think some people are going to get caught off guard because they've sought their own thoughts and they've been running this program for so long. And so there is going to be a day of reckoning, and that then the earth is going to speak back. He's already kicking back. He has been for years. Yeah, it is. He has been for years. She's tired. That's what the natural, uh, why you think the tornadoes are bigger now, the uh, oh, earthquake yeah, building, because she's tired. We know. If you, I mean, You're if right. I sat you down, if I sat you down and stuffed you full of stuff and and, mm-hmm. and make you bleed all over the place, mm-hmm. one day you're gonna throw up. Mm-hmm. I'll make you feel better. Exactly. You know, yeah. And, and, and a lot of people don't realize this is this is a being. That's the Earth is, is a yeah. living being. Yes, it's a living entity. It's, and yes, you better take care of it and treat it right. Right, because if you don't, she'll just burp over you and start anew. Now, have you guys noticed that in a lot of the movies, you see when the aliens um, 
speak to us, they always say, you guys are so destructive. You're tearing up everything. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of movies that show that they're saying, like, you know, you guys are destroying, which is something I believe they're vested in. You know what I'm saying? They keep coming down, mm-hmm. checking. You have your, like Big DeBone said, there's, we, we think about aliens in the sky, but there's also aliens underwater. Right. There's these living beings down there that keep the bottom of the ocean lit up like the stars in the sky keep the earth in the daytime. Um, you know, in the why night in the nighttime. Why you think? Why you think we don't go down under? Why you think? Uh, we are. We will rather explore outer than inner. Something exactly. told them don't come down here. Exactly. Don't come down here. Yeah, you will be destroyed. Yeah, do not come down there. You can go up, but you better not come down here. You can't. Better not. They know better. They and we better. don't. Yeah, and we don't. And we do not. They know we, and why, we don't want to. Why, we, have you, we don't why would you, why the people of a planet, you live on a planet, don't want to know all of your planet? You are, they're ignoring the ocean with, like a plague. Uh-huh. Right. You notice right. that. You notice it that. Con- it can't be controlled. It, it's not that. It's not that. Yes, because, it is. No, no, listen. Listen. It's not that because the pressure of the water in the earth is the same as the pressure in the atmosphere up there. It's actually harder to go in space than it is to go underwater. Okay. I understand. Okay. So the technology is there. They were told not to go there, just like they were told not to come back to the moon. Well, okay. all, 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 I'm, all I'm saying is that um, man has tendencies of, at least, let me just say America. But it doesn't only be America because you have scientists and explorers in other cultures and all over the world. Uh, whatever they can't control or whatever they don't know, because science is a part of proving yeah. a hypothesis. And, if you, and part of proving the hypothesis is that you have to have a controlled environment. If you can't control the environment, then you can't prove your hypothesis. It's still that, that science it's, you know, crazy. So so what does that That's have to do so, so so if so what does that have to do with them not being able to go down deep? How does that what's the correlation between what you're saying and our ability My are we correlation. Not able to go down deep? Are we, we are able, are able we, we, we are able, able we are able to. We are able to, but we are not allowed to. Trust and believe that, that. Mm. There's We're limits. Not, there's, so, there's limits. So, so wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We have two different perspectives. I'm not saying either one is right and wrong. You saying that we we can go down there. We know how to get down there, but we're not allowed to. We're not and allowed to go down there. They said don't. And you're saying, Peter Popoff, that... Hello? Yeah. Sorry, I was on mute. I'm sorry, I was on mute. Yeah, I'm still here. You were saying what? So he's saying that that we we don't go down there because we can't. You saying we don't go down there because of what? I think that there is a limit. I think that because what happens is that it's it's a control. And I'm actually really, I think him and I are seeing the same thing from two different ends of the spectrum. I think that um, they're limited because there is a science, science, and science and technology has gotten us wonderfully advanced, and the, they can, but something in them is 
is telling them not to. Because mm-hmm. one, one thing about science is that you do have to deal with morality. Morality comes into a play. How far are you going to go to find? Are you going to cross morality lines just in the sake of discovery? Just well, they do the it all the science? time. They yes, do exactly. No, so why don't they do it? So why don't they do it here? Exactly. Discovery is not a problem. Okay. The, like I said. Okay. Think about this. Okay. I'm I'm on here on the same head that you did. Okay. Yeah. Like you said, control. Okay. Now, what if? That's a hypothesis. Okay. What if they were probing around there? There was a being down there. Say, look here, man. We'll give you this power to do whatever you want. As long as you don't come down here. You guys are destructive in nature. We've watched you. We've watched you all year. But go that way. Because if you, you, you can come down this way if you wish to try it. But remember now, I'm giving you this technology, and I'm not giving you the full part. I'm giving you enough to go that way and mess around. Just leave this alone. Or the other factor is other beings, if we destroy this planet, blow it up, it is going to be a ripple and it's going to mess up everything else, and they don't want that either. Exactly. Okay. I, now, I, I now, agree, now, I now wait, agree now, wait, with wait, 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 wait. Let's, now, do Jafar or Vig the Bone have something to say about this? So we right. haven't heard from y'all take, Yeah, my take is this. Okay, now, I was watching, uh, like I said, these governments are starting to release some of their files. So mm-hmm. there was a Soviet incident, not Soviet, but uh, I believe Russia. Yeah, was so this mining incident. All right, but this was in this was in nineteen eighty yep. two eighty three. I know right. what you're talking about. Yeah, the digging. submarine was underwater. Yep, real deep, and they saw these lights, seven mm-hmm. of them, in a triangle shape. They predicted them to be soft flying saucers that they seen above water, but they were underwater. And they said these things were moving in excess of 248 knots underwater. That's mm-hmm. fast. They said they're moving just as fast as airplanes moving the air underwater. Mm-hmm. And they were tracking the sub, right? So the sub, they said they tried to communicate with them, couldn't get nothing. And then they couldn't tell if they was going to be hostile because they started moving around their sub, right? And the commander clicked on the arms and put everybody in battle stations. And the uh, spaceships released a, some kind of a something, but it made that submarine surface in like three fucking seconds. Uh-huh. And the decompression killed almost half of the crew because, you know, you can't decompress that fast. The submarine uh-huh. right. has to rise. Right. 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 It's harder right. to get under right. there than it is getting in right. space. All right, so, right. but the ones who survived was all messed up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. But and they said these these lights surfaced with them. So as mm-hmm. they surfaced, the lights came from underwater up into the water. Seven spaceships, mm-hmm. right? The abyss. That's right. where the movie came from. A mm-hmm. story. All right. Mm-hmm. So now they're getting all this stuff. Now you talk about you know going deep out of space. They've been so deep out of space, but you can't get this far into the earth. Right. Or is it what is it what Lawless said? <laughs> exactly. Y'all can't go there. You've been told not to go there. You've been told not right. to go there. So maybe that submarine got a little close and here comes mm-hmm. the security force. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To to put back them back, them off. Put them back up. Yeah. Put them back right. up. 
Yeah, uh, we always gonna cross borders, you know. I right, don't go yeah, here like you say. Know, don't don't open yeah. your curtains, okay? Well, we gonna open it just enough to peek, you know. Exactly. You know, the humanality. You gotta push the envelope. Gotta push the envelope. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and the same thing, you know, we're lab experiments. You know, they come down here. And they probably take spaceship rides like this Disneyland. Oh, let's go down to Earth and look at the humans. You know, <laughs> ride through here like this, some kind of Disneyland attraction. Like the magic mountain up in the motherfucker. Everybody checking this out right now. Uh-huh. Get on the conversation. Yeah, yeah they okay. okay, now wait, wait. Vig Damone, Vig Damone, do you have anything to say? I'm off the... Come on, Vig. <laughs> he might be doing the dad. Well, you know he does. He might be doing the yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Oh, to, okay. to go back to what, what, what Peter Popoff was saying, you know, when it comes to information, people choose what they do and they do not want to believe, and that ultimately becomes that person's truth. So we can't mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. you know, what what is really fact or fiction based on anybody's sources because at the end right. of the day we're still getting this information from anonymous sources, no matter how, right. no right. matter how true right. that we believe that the person be. or you know right. documentary right. presented the information is. Right. So right. Um, it just goes back to the point of being able Perception. to stay open minded and not being, you know, like like uh Lovely Bones was saying, you know, it's mm-hmm. infinite possibilities out there. Exactly. Uh, the way that, that the way that stuff could play out. I mean right. for all we know, you know, it could or could not be different dimensions, you know, it could right. or could but what we do know that the mind is uh you know, we have yet to fully understand it in the way it works. And yes. I know, especially when right. we talk about uh, the placebo effect and, you know, right. what the mind uh, believes to be real, it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can't tell the difference between uh, a, a dream or uh, or reality, right. you know, right. to, to, it, it's all real to the subconscious. So just get into that aspect of it, because I, I know I heard Peter Popoff, you know, saying some things about, uh, you know, what source is and, you know, what we choose to uh, believe to be real, right. you know, depending That's on right. who it's coming from. So um, right. I just wanted to throw that out there. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in the and because in the end, the mind tends to believe what it wants. And, and it goes That's back right. to what I was saying. I believe every, I listen to everything. I don't deny no information. I, well, I don't say none. A lot of right. things I just openly accept, and then I deal with it as I live my life daily based off of the information given That's me. Right. Somebody may say something that may resonate with me one day that I right. didn't think about it before, but because you said it, it gave me a level of awareness. Right. You know, right. regardless if I believed it or not. Regardless like, of I the belief system. That, yeah. But now all of a sudden I'm being presented with something <clears throat> that somebody brought to my attention. And like Vic Damone said, you know, the mind, you know, it can play trick on you. You can see something that's not actually there. If any of that's you guys true. ever watched the movie Brain Game, and if you have yeah. not watched yeah. the show, if you yeah. have not watched Brain Game, I strongly Strongly, strongly encourage all of you and the listeners to watch 
brain games because it will show you how much what you see can be extremely deceiving. It can be extremely deceiving. And so this whole that about Rodney King too, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You need to stop. You need to stop. You need to stop. (laughs) You need to stop. Well, it is anniversary, you know, the verdict. You know what they tried to say. Is it anniversary? Yeah, yeah. Good point. We didn't see that video correctly. Yeah, I saw that though. <laughs> you get down. I don't with yeah, that no matter how. Shit, the aliens seen that shit from space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably still watch the video cuts like, you still got that Damn. video here. Put that yeah. Like, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they are, and they are, and, and y'all are part of the creation of that ruthlessness. Yeah, like I did. We fun yeah. out of control. Did we uh, uh, lawless? You know, <laughs> I'm a part of the one percent. Uh, <laughs> I'm a one percent. <laughs> <laughs> but yet you said when they come, they wouldn't come for you. Yeah, they're not coming for me because I'm not going to run so you can see me, first of all. Evidently, if you just hovering over my house, you don't know I'm there. But see, like, like, see the pop out there, he's going to jump off and drive. He just signaled himself. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. And don't think for an instant that you can outrun them. <laughs> Come on now. You, you, you really think your car is going to outrun this? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got a fast Some people, some people think that. Well, if mm-hmm. I see him hovering over my house, I'm going to ask him for a ride. I'm already running late. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. over there on Central and uh, fucking Figueroa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't going to make it all this L.A. Like... traffic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, think you. about this, too, right? Think about this, too. Everybody done been chased by a motherfucking dog, right? Everybody mm-hmm. been chased by a dog, right? Yeah. So motherfucking dog come out, right? And it's standing there, right? And it's a pit bull or some shit. Now, you know in your head, if you run, more than likely that dog is going to chase you. Mm-hmm. Probably bite your ass off, right? Or sometimes they say just stay there and don't do nothing. True. How many True. times did you just stay there, though, when that motherfucking dog came out? Real, out real. Real? How many times have you just stood there and that dog come out? You just, oh, shit, reflect, they run, they run. You know what I'm saying? Well, you I know, know what I mean. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's what I'm not. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes we, our emotions, depending right. on our reflexes, make us that's do true. shit that we wouldn't normally do. That's true. You know like what I said, thing? when I really saw the shit, y'all talking about what y'all would do, but really, I would scream first. Already know it. Reflex. My first thing would be to just start screaming. Yeah, I can see you doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I would shot, scream. I, I would be frozen and scream. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked because see, I'm visual, and I've already seen it. I've already. We have independence. I've already seen it. So it's either gonna happen or it's not. It's either gonna be like that or better than that or worse than that. So I'm not gonna be shocked. I'm just gonna already know how to respond, and I'm out. Peace. It depends on me, you know. If I just see the ship up there, you know, and I might come out and be rubbing the sleep out my eyes, be like, "Damn, what the hell is that?" But if I see aliens getting out that motherfucker, 
Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to see you motherfuckers. Now, you know that's going to happen. Hell, yeah. When I'm is that not going to happen? Control. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to lie. Okay. I'm going to okay. be like, they just going to stay right there and hover. I'm like, can I get, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do shit. Hold on, hold on. Going in the closing because Jafar just posed something. I'm going to give everybody uh, a minute each, and please make it exactly one minute <laughs> close this on time. He added, if he saw aliens coming out the ship. Now, I didn't go there. <laughs> if you saw oh, aliens yeah, coming bro. out the ship, not just hovering, but they come out, Jafar. Well, like I said, if I see him getting out the ship, like, like for at least a minute, I'm going to be suspended. Like, I ain't going to know what the fuck to do. Like, I, I'm right. not even going to believe I'm seeing the shit. Right. You right. know, because what the <laughs> hell, you know, like, we've seen it in movies, and, you know, I don't care how much you prepare for this one. Right. No yeah. mental preparedness. You're going to go into shock for at least 10 seconds. Nope. Hell, yeah. Because it's something playing? new. It's something new. It ain't like you at the zoo or a gorilla running around your neighborhood. Or, okay, gorilla, okay, just stand out. You know, it ain't like that, a coyote or something. This is aliens. Like, something, like, we never thought was real. Uh-huh. And boom, it is. Getting out at your house. <laughs> yeah, walking up the you. Hey, okay, Lawless. Yeah, go ahead. Lawless. All right, uh, me and came out the ship. I'm going to be like standing like I'm, I'm going to be, okay, so I'm going to be like I'm always. I'm cautious and ready. I'm one, We're going to hold and go one or two ways. you either coming at me wrong or you coming at me friendly? So I'm in the, I'm in the stances looking at it like, look, okay, we, how you gonna do this? I'm not gonna run and panic. I'm not like 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 uh, Jafar said. I'm gonna be like, oh my God, are you serious? Are you serious? Is this really happening? Like that? <laughs> yeah, is this really happening? Or is this? Oh my God, look at it. Oh my God, look at these. <laughs> but at the same time, if it ain't coming, if it's coming down calmly, you know, walking there, I'm gonna look. If you come down with guns shooting, I'm definitely an eye. You know what I'm saying? Shooting back. I don't care if it's a spitball gun. Okay. Thank you for that. Peter Popoff. Peter Popoff. Let me tell you this. It's not not, landed, but it's coming towards I'm not going to be shocked. I'm sorry. Very very little things scare me. I'm not a person that lives in fear. Very few things scare me, especially if I've already processed stuff visually. So if I see see it, I'm going to say, I've seen this before. Let me tell you this. I'm not going to be sticking around to find out if their speed is fast or slow or if they're friendly. All they're going to see is a, a tornado dust. They're not giving me And it's because I'm out. And, it's not a fear, and it is not a run of fear. It's, not a run, it's, a, it's a run of survival because we already know you. Okay. Now Thank you've got to you. prove to your you prove to me whether or not you're friendly if you get close enough to me. Oh, they go P P with that boat. Oh, okay, wait, 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 they go get shot back. Big the moan, big the moan. The alien is landing. Man, stepping well, out here we go. Here we go again. Cause I know I talked about that earlier too about you know trying to play our situations. Here's the thing though, we don't know what the fuck them aliens look like. Now, if the alien get out looking like E.T., you know, I see a little bit more like, okay, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's when you put your hands up. Like, is this thing about to trip? Because if he's about to trip, right. my hands are already up. But, I mean, if he cool, I might reach out and shake his hand. 
You know what I'm saying? But if this motherfucker get out like a big ass, ten foot, eight legged ass, fucking humongous, fucking Tacoma dome ass head, like, then I'm a, this thing gonna feel a little different at that point. Like, you know, so you can't, it, 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 like I said, it's hard to simulate depending on what that alien looked like when he stepped out. Because what if it was like one of them little aliens, like on Men in Black? But it was just yeah. inside the human body. Right. It was a little a little foot long. I kicked the shit out that little alien from side of the trip. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, okay. like I said, it all depends on the visual. It all depends okay. on what it looks like. It depends on the visual. Thank you for that. We down to less than two minutes. Okay. And me, personally, I'm just going to stand there and start trying to use mental telepathy. I'm just going to shut the fuck up and start trying to talk mentally. <laughs> There's nothing else I can do because I just scream for the longest and now I can't run because I've been screaming for the last three hours. And so all I can do is do mental telepathy. That's all the time we have, folks. I want to thank you, the listeners, for your participation. You are the reason we come back every week. I want to thank my, five, my four kings for always bringing the heat. Your energy is amazing. Please come. Please continue to enlighten and educate yourselves and others. Your contribution to the Lovely Bone Show is appreciated. As always, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. See you all next week. Same black channel, same black time. You've been tuned in to the Lovely Bones Radio Talk Show. Peace and love. Thank you, fellas. I love you guys. All right. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Watch out for the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't end it on time. God damn. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He went over. He went over. It it is on the thing. He went over. Hold on. You know, they, they must be on that mountain Pacific time. <laughs> it's like two minutes ahead. Because it ain't ten o'clock. Unbelievable. Hold on. And the people on. Due to technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, man. We have taken over your planet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? We've been so we finished on time. I've cut it close like this. Wait. Oh, wait, wait, now see, now see. No, it won't cut off. It, I finished it on time. I, I see, know I did. Y'all been playing. Time. I wish that was a real alien. Y'all sitting there laughing and shit. Yeah, mm. man, that was the first thing I thought to do was laugh. If it was a real alien, I'm going to put on some George Clinton and the mothership has landed. No. no. Okay, wait, real. everybody, if, if we're going to continue, we have to hang up and call back. Or if we don't, we're going to keep talking and it's going to um, be recording. It's just going to keep recording everything we say. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I did have wow. stuff I wanted to say. We just have to use some censorship. Yeah. Won't they, won't they cut us off in about, what, an hour? No, it'll take, uh, it'll cut us off at midnight. 
Or or that yeah. would be uh, a I mean, we could just don't say nothing that you don't want other motherfuckers to hear. I mean, see really, Oh, like I what mean, you just said nobody, just now? Like we yeah, know well, I mean, at the end of the day, know, if they really wanted to listen to us, they could tap into the show whether we going over or not. So I mean, okay, really well let's let's yeah. do this. It being that we know we still recording, we can continue anything that you feel like you did not get to say that you want to add to the show. Now's the time, uh, you know, to do it. I mean, you guys hit so many. Um, great points, and I, I, I had to write down what you guys were saying because, honestly, everybody said something I hadn't thought of, and I thought I had thought of everything, but apparently I hadn't. Did anybody else learn something from something somebody else said tonight? Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. One thing that I, I've learned a lot, but I'm going to start with this one, Lawless. Um you said something about uh, uh, having big jugs of water, and you said something about having, like, a my bag. And when I think about the emergency equipment I have in my car, I don't have a my bag. I have water and all these other essentials if I were to break down in my car, where if I stayed in my car, it would be cool. But if I needed to leave my car, I don't mm-hmm. have a backpack to pack my things in. Um to put in my car and say, okay, I'm going to hit the streets. I wouldn't have nothing to carry my emergency equipment to even make it home. You know what I'm saying? So that was very helpful to me. That was one of many. Anybody else want to add something that they may have learned tonight that they hadn't thought of before? I'm pretty sure I learned some new shit, but nothing that I could just think of off the top of my head. I'd probably have to write it down like you. You know, I know I I learned a lot of good stuff. You always gotta. It's it, it's it's like you gotta like basic preparedness, preparedness. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and we always been taught. Moms always tell you, you know, like man, when you go out, make sure you have clean drawers on. When you go out, you know, always that preparedness. You never know what's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? So take it a step forward. What do you need to make it to tomorrow? That's all you need. Uh, I'm not talking about the big old backpack where, you know, the, the tent's hanging out the side. No, you talking about, you know what I'm saying? You talking about moving lightly, able to move to get to somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? To get out of the area. You know, the rest of the stuff you can scavenge on your way out the city. You know what I'm saying? You can hit those because the city's going to be the most dangerous spot that you can be in. No matter what city you're in, if it's a natural disaster that goes across to the United States, every, if any and all cities are dead zones. These are, there's a danger zone. That's what the, that's what, why they put the movies on, on the zombies. Is why you think all the cities are empty? Right. <laughs> why you think they're empty? Because that's a dead zone. It's got, it's got all the stuff that you're going to need, but it's a risk to go in there. It's a big risk. That was zombies that's, up there. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. so get out the city, yeah, that's yes. a good thing. But I think what I learned, you know, is, I mean, you can plan and plan and plan, um, but some people may not know what to do when the plan doesn't work. And then we're like, okay, well, we're exhausted, you know. Well, oh, that's you got to know how point. to improvise, too, you know. Sometimes yes. you got to know how to tweak your plan as you go, you know. What's plan B? Well, whatever you come up with. <laughs> exactly. You know, MacGyver. Exactly. MacGyver. Yeah. 
Because you could come up with plan A and say, okay, this is a carefully calculated plan, and you go going step by step, then all of a sudden, you know, it stops right there. The unexpected then, occurs. Right. The unexpected unexpected. Occurs. It was supposed to happen like this. Well, okay, dumbass, it didn't. Now what? Okay, I don't know. You know, it ain't no I don't know. You got to do something. You mm-hmm. know? Right. So yeah, how so, quickly you can adapt. Right. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to. And that's. You know, everything is calculated like that. I used to work at a lot of these jobs, and, you know, they have what they call planners and engineers and all this stuff, and things don't work out, so they go and make out different drawings, you know, mm-hmm. and change up this, and then this supersedes that, and then you got 20 supersedes. So that just tells you how much they change the plans as it goes right. along. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you come oh, up yeah, with one yeah. plan and think that's gonna get you through, you better have a manual of plans or at least be able to in your mind get to the next day. You know what I'm saying? Right. That should be the major plan and how do you get that? Well, any means necessary. Whatever comes to me, I'm gonna utilize and make it work for me. You know, yeah, you need some water break a cactus open it and suck that water out the cactus or something. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Everybody Sometimes should know. You know that's real on that one. Everybody should know what you should basically learn. Everybody should know your north, your south, your east, and your west. You should know that. And I surely don't know mine. So you need to know that. Always need to know that. You need to know. See, you're the best one. Where you at? Where you at? All you got to remember, the ocean is always on your right. Yeah. Depending on which way you face. Well, yeah, 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 that's true. Because if you're facing north, the ocean is going to be on your left. If you're facing south, <laughs> you got to remember that yeah. the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Sets in that's the what west. you need to remember. Rises yeah. in the east and, and sets in the west. Okay, but how is that helpful for north and south? Look, because that rises in the east and sets in the west. So if it's rising in the east, then you should know that, okay, if it's rising over there, that north is that way, and that means south is that way because west is that way. That don't make sense to me. Okay. Let me break it down simple. I'll give it to you in a better way, man. I'll give it to you in a better way. Think of a clock, okay? Think of a clock. If Think uh, directly. If north, if the sun sets in the west and rises in the east, okay, that is 3 o'clock. And that is mm-hmm. that's two o'clock. Wait, wait, no, three and nine. Three, three, and, three nine. and nine. Three and nine. Mm-hmm. North would be twelve o'clock, and south would be six. Mm-hmm. Oh, now that's helpful. Now that's very. That and to make it real simple, if you facing three o'clock, then left would be north, and right would be south. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just confused mm-hmm. me again. No, no, no. Just remember the clock. Just remember the clock. If you face in three, if you face in three, and then you turn left, then that's gonna. If you go, yeah. If you turn left, then that's gonna be twelve o'clock. If you turn ninety degrees from facing. Okay, I, okay, I, yeah. I, I'm I making it even more complicated. Yeah, you just flip it off. I, I can't. I, that just, everything else other than the clock just confused. <laughs> just remember the clock. Look, just the clock remember really the clock. Simple, because uh, you talk about east, right? If three o'clock is east, then all you got to do is when you wake up, just know which way that sun is rising. 
Right. Mm-hmm. You always what if it's nighttime? What if it's nighttime? Well, you missed the up. whole day. What was you doing? Well, <laughs> I could have been sleep because I've been sleeping all night. Well, if you're in a natural disaster and you I've sleeping the whole day. <laughs> but that's why I don't. But move at night. Move, move in the daytime. Move at night. So I slept through the but, day and I was moving at night. <laughs> but see, okay, that would that, that would make. That would make sense only if you ever just woke. If you just was born into the world at nighttime and you never got the same day, then that will ride. But you wake up every day knowing where the damn where the damn sun then rose up, right? I'm gonna be honest. You know, it, I don't pay attention to that shit. I ain't even gonna lie. Oh well, I, you better that's start. something I never pay attention. Well, I got a skylight in start. my little shed now, so I might you be able to start that. You know, and this this goes back to the importance of paying attention basic uh, survival. to the stars, the basic survival. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's I, the that's most the basic. I don't that's like the first shit you learn up in Boy Scouts. So. And then, yeah, right. but I'm a girl. I never went to Boy Scouts. Girl Scout, Boy Scout. Nor girl. I never went to girl leave. I never learned. I still to this day don't have a sense of direction, and I don't think I've ever had one. But I think after listening to this show, it it tells me how important it is uh, uh-huh. for me to acquire that skill because that's one I don't have, and I need to really work on that for a sense of direction, which is okay. Oh, you know important. where the East Coast is? Uh, yeah. Do you know what states are on the East Coast? Yes, I do. Do you know what the United States map look like? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just think about it like that. All the states on the East Coast is the East. All the states on the West Coast is the West. And you have the North. Uh, what's North from you right now? That would be Seattle. Seattle okay, is North. This is helpful. This is helpful like the clock. Thank you. That's helpful like the clock. But if I'm now in the middle, stopping. if I'm in the middle of the state, I'm going to be lost. No, nah, not necessarily. Not necessarily. If you, the middle, okay, so pick a state. Pick, pick one. Pick one. If I'm in I don't, Kentucky? Okay. If you're in Kentucky, you're on the east. So if you're looking up north from Kentucky is New York. Down south is Florida. Damn, is that where Kentucky is? Wait, I didn't know Kentucky was in it. Y'all said pick a middle state. I thought Kentucky was the middle. Maybe nah, I should Kentucky. have said North or South Carolina. Shit. <laughs> that is Kentucky's thought- right there. It's right there. Now, the middle, okay, so i tell you what. If I put you in North Dakota right now, North Dakota, what's above North, North Dakota? What state is above North Dakota? Or what I state is below? I don't know. I, I got one for you. Be- okay. Before all of that stuff was even determined, how did man navigate? You know what a sundial is? Sundial, oh, you I've seen it. A sundial is based on a shadow. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. So That's if you good. didn't know north, south, east, and west, you could tell the time and the way the direction mm-hmm. that the sun is moving just by monitoring your own shadow. Oh, that standing out in the now. Day. How do I do that? How, well, how does that work? If the sun is shining, you get in a clear area where there's no other thing obstructing the shadow, and then okay. you just look at your shadow. Which way is it reflecting? Is it on the ground? Which way is it pointing? Right? If your shadow mm-hmm. is directly underneath you, it's high noon. 
if your shadow is exactly in front of you and you facing a certain way, then in about 30 minutes, see if it's still in the same area, then you could tell which way the sun is moving. Because right. your shadow's not going to stay in the same place all day. It's based on right. the reflection of the sun in your body standing and, and blocking mm. the sun. So you could tell, that's how, you know, that's how um, you could that tell the, the, rocks the different the times of the day. Okay, I'm glad so you, you brought put- that up. I'm glad you brought that up about the shadow. Now, now wait a minute, because this brings up something else. It, something that scares me, and I'm not sure why it does. I don't know if I'm scared because it feels like I'm touching into a part of reality that don't seem real. What scares me is when I'm sitting on my couch and a plane flies by my house, I can see the shadow of the plane going past my house. Like I'm sitting in my couch and I look up and I see the the image of the shadow of the plane. For some reason, that scares me. Like why get that a lot see, in Inglewood too. Why do I see the shadow of a plane? Because it's flying over the sun. That's right over your house. Yeah. Flying oh, it's flying over your house. So it goes in between the sun and your house. So you see uh-huh. the shadow the scary of that, like an eclipse. Yes, exactly. So that's the scary part, that that thing is beaming so hard that from way out there where it is, a plane can fly way down here where I am past my house, and it can still create a shadow. Uh-huh. With that yeah, that's because the planes are moving. Because the, plane, because the plane is lower to your house. By the time it gets over your house, it's lower compared to the plane being higher in the sky, so it was gonna oh, that's the true. shadow is not gonna be such a big effect. But because mm. the plane is lower to your house, it's gonna have a bigger effect which would be Because it has a bigger reflection. Shadow. Right. That's all. Because uh you said even as it flies over the desert, only because we're on the plane we can't see it. But if we're able to look directly you can see the shadow. You can see the shadow of the plane. So depending where the sun is. Because I've seen it reflect off the mountaintops, you know, or something like off the side of a mountain. Uh, that's, it, it all, it's all, you know. And why doesn't the moon reflect the shadow? Is it because it's dark and you can't see it? Is there a the shadow? Moon? The because moon? the moon, well, because the moon is, the moon doesn't, okay, put it like this. We revolve, we revolve and turn, you know, 360 degrees and pivot to the left a little bit and, and rotate 360, okay? The moon doesn't move at all. It just sits there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, there is a reflection of the, there is a shadow on the moon, of the moon on the earth. It's just we can't see it because it's, it's, it, it, it's not moving. It sits right there, and it goes all around. As the earth moves and rotates, that one shadow sits right there, and because of the way it's cast, when it crosses the moon, that's when you get the, uh, uh, crosses the sun, the sun is so bright, it eclipses. It eclipses, so we can't see it because we can't look up that way. But you can see the shadow of it on those um, uh, <coughs> solar eclipses or something like that. You can see the shadow of the moon as it crossed the earth. You can see that. Well, that's an that's a e- eclipse, right? So well, eclipse, she said, how come? No, the eclipse, 
The eclipse is the yeah. total of the planet crossing in front of. We can, you can, you can see the multiple experiment real quick. All right. Let's do a scientific experiment real quick. Okay. okay. All right. Is anybody standing close to a wall? I'm yeah. standing right next mm-hmm. to one. Are you? Do is there a light on in that room? Yes, it is. Okay. Put your hand close to the wall, about six inches away. Mhm. Do you see mm-hmm. a fine shadow of your hand? Mhm. Okay. Only now, if I move it. No, no, no. Leave your no, hand six inches six inches from the wall and just look at the shadow. You you should see a fine shadow of your hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, now back it up about five feet. And what that shadow look like now? <laughs> I don't see one. Exactly. But you're still in, in reflection of the light, right? It's still in between the light and the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so imagine your hand being the moon and that shadow, mm-hmm. the wall is the earth. Mm-hmm. Now, like, who was that? Uh, Vic Damone was saying when the plane is real close to the ground, you see that shadow fine. Uh-huh. If the plane is real up high, you really don't uh-huh. see a shadow of the plane because it's diffused too much. But it don't mean it ain't there. It doesn't yeah, mean yeah. it's not yeah. there, exactly. So even with the moon, see the moon, we don't get really a shadow off the moon because the moon is a reflection. It's not providing light. It's bouncing a reflection mm-hmm. of the light. So light, uh-huh. once it bounces, it's not bouncing full spectrum. So we're getting full spectrum off the light, and then the hand in, betwe- in between is causing the shadow. Now, if you put a mirror and try to do a shadow off a mirror, because the mirror is just reflecting the light, remember, you're breaking the spectrum on a reflection. Uh-huh. The moon is a reflection, so it's breaking the spectrum of the sun, so you don't really get a shadow. Like, it could be a bright moon at night, and you step outside, but you still don't see your shadow off the moon. Or you might see a real faint shadow, you know, if you're looking real hard. But you really don't get a good one. Because it's, it's, it's breaking the spectrum of the light. It's not a direct spectrum. That's good. I like that. A little bit of yeah, astrology this, this, tonight. That's that's the topic yeah. we haven't really touched into. That's good. I like that. I'm not uh, very familiar with that. Um, it's with that very interesting. I mean... That's where we come from, or that's what the earth is made of, and stuff right there. So, you yeah. know, when you talk, when we talk, when we talk about, you know, where we come from, and you know what we're made of, and you know whether it's from the earth or whether it's from, you know, out there from asteroids in the earth or whatever. It's, you know, it's just all out there. So that's why I find it very interesting to to know and try to try to understand because we understand so little in the vast universe, you know, but there's so much to that can be learned um, just by knowing or, you know, just by experimenting with some of that stuff and figuring out why is what, why stuff does certain things. I mean, it, it's just like math, you know. You can figure out how to get two, one plus one equals two. You just saw our numbers anyway. You know, and what's interesting is what we were saying earlier about how we spend so much time probing what's going on in outer space, but very little time about deciphering what's below the earth. And to right. me, it's the same thing is we spend so much time learning things of the world here on the planet, but we give very little time 
to exploring what's in space. You know, we let NASA do that and come back and report to us. But there was a time that NASA didn't exist, and everybody was NASA because they sat down and they, you know, some people took time out to study the sky more than others, to study, you know, even though right now if we went to study the sky, half of what we see is still not there because, you know, of pollution and chemtrails and all the other devices they use to keep us from seeing what's right in front of us, you know, which is without which is what's out there. And so anytime you have an entity trying to blind you from a truth, you know you need to work harder to learn. Right. Um, see now I I think the moon the moon itself is 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 a, a is a base. Is a because why it does they cannot explain why it doesn't rotate. They cannot explain it, 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 it revolves around us. I mean, it doesn't it actually, you know, it, think about a record player and the, and the needle part, okay? The earth is the, the record going around, and the moon is the needle. It doesn't move. It just sits there, and it's just looking at everything, looking at everything as, it, as the earth turns. And it goes back but comes forward, but it does not rotate at all. It's the only, only the only moon in our solar system that does that. Why is that? Really? Yes. Really? I well, did not well you heard what Buzz Aldridge and Neil Armstrong. Okay, they had some stuff that they said that they never broadcast until recently. About when right? they landed, when they landed on the moon, and it sounded like a hollow. No, when they landed on the moon, they was being watched the whole time oh, they no, was no, there. No, yeah. 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 But they're also a part that they didn't say, and he put in his book, when they landed on the moon, it sounded like they said it, it sounded hollow. hollow. It hollow. Like it had no base, right. Right, it echoed well, like boom. Yeah, like it didn't have a core. Right. Like it didn't have a so, core. And, there were, two, and there, were two ships, there were two ships sitting on a crater, and they greeted them, and right. they told them that you will not colonize here. Right. And watching and the whole damn back. trip. Yep, and they were never coming. They ain't never went back. Never went back. Yeah. And ain't Those nobody ever been two. back since. No, well, no. Well, well they, 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 they claim they've been back. They said they've been back. They, they scammed it, but they have not landed. They they flown around it, but they scammed because there's okay, like they say, there's there's pictures. They, they I don't know if it's true or not, or you know, but you can find it. The dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon, supposedly that they got pictures on there that there are, are uh, installations on the dark side of the moon. Right. They're right. 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 Installations. Man uh, built objects on the moon. Yeah. Which is why they like they made the movie Transformers: Dark Side of the Moon. So wow. There's definitely right. a lot of theory mm, to I haven't seen the dark that. side of the moon. Well, think about it like this, y'all just made me think about it. So. They, the, so the moon don't rotate, right? So, right. But I mean, it, it, it orbits when it don't rotate. So, right. What around us? Think about it for a second. What around us does that? What orbits around the Earth that does that? That basically always faces the Earth for communication a purposes. A satellite. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That, that's what I was trying to get at. With the and what's the point? And what's the it, point? Wait. What's the point, Big Demon, with the, with the satellite? Are that, you that, going somewhere? That, that was that the the point was 
okay, so satellites, they orbit around the Earth, but they always face the Earth for communication purposes. Mm-hmm. The same thing, the same thing that basically the moon does, because you wonder why you always see the same side of the moon, because like Ross was just saying, it doesn't rotate. It orbits, but it doesn't rotate. So for communication purposes, this particular side always has to face the Earth, just like Interesting. Mm-hmm. Or I if I want to observe you, if I want to see everything that you're doing, that I see. I'm that's just, what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking a stationary, a stationary <laughs> that don't believe that motherfucker never believe. I mean, satellites oh do that. They use satellites for those too. Mm-hmm. So they have the they have the big they have. So if you see in a lot of these uh, movies or like. Uh, futuristic kind of war movies, or you can even call them sci-fi. They have what they use called the God's Eye, and the God's Eye is to be able to tap into any type of communication or to travel anywhere all over the world and be able to see anything at even mm-hmm. at any and given and time. That and that wait, somebody brought up sword. I mean, uh, was it swordfish? No, not be yeah. the eye so. on the dollar bill. The all-seeing eye could be. It could be, yep. yeah. It could be, That's definitely. And you know, and speaking of that, the movie you're thinking about is called uh, 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 Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye, yeah. They got it in like two. They got that in like three other movies, though. I yeah, just watched and, one actually see, recently a, too. That's what I'll be telling you guys. That's when see our see our rights to freedom of speech is there. But you can only put it out there, and you have to throw a comical thing in there. Because, for one, Close Encounters of the Third Kind was based on a true story. But they, mm-hmm. threw, they, and they threw some stuff in there that makes it go, make you sit back and go, oh, oh, and then go, oh, that's outrageous. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what, like the X-Files. Half of that stuff was true. Oh, that's my they, Half of that stuff was true. But they had mm-hmm. to throw something in there to make it comical, like the alligator man. But if you notice that they talk about something that if every anybody born South Carolina, in 1964, South Carolina. right? The alligator uh, man, South, South Carolina, Carolina. South yep. Carolina. That's true. That's where they seen that motherfucker. You see them every other places too, but South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Got this I alligator know. man. He's some kind of alien or something. So they called him a killer. But they've been seeing his ass for the last, like, 200 years. That's like Bigfoot. That's like Bigfoot. Bigfoot. You know what I'm saying? You know, what was funny earlier when Peter Popoff was saying that he's never encountered an alien, I was thinking, how do you know? He said he knew that he did. And if I did encounter one, I would have known. He would have known, but would we? But would we have? No, I you wouldn't know. Wait, Mir, what about the white man? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Are you not encountering some form of alien species? We're looking yeah, at them now. And don't know exactly it. Like, <laughs> and exactly don't know it. Like, We're looking at one and don't know it. There's one right in front of us and we ain't paying attention to it. Because he's, uh-huh. he's throwing off something that makes us look up. There's, there's another movie that they live. You re, anybody see oh, that one? Holy shit. Put the glasses on. Right. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Right. That, and everything that we see, 
if we don't, if we're not in their perception. They're, 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 the TV and all this stuff could be messing up our perception of what we're actually seeing. Because they mm-hmm. could be like, like homeboy, when he put their glasses on, the first thing he said, come out of high face. <laughs> hey, Cause that was I ain't never seen a fight in a movie that was better than that fight. That was <laughs> what that brother to put them glasses on. They fought in that alley for about thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, Wally Wally Popper and Keith Keith Davis. It was crapping. Was he gonna put his glasses on? No, he was like, you gonna put these glasses on? Yeah, all I know is, though, like, that's why I had just brought up that point, though, or I wanted to make sure I had bring up that point. Like, we don't, you know, we, we, some things we think, like, you can't, you can't really completely know that you, or wait, what's that, how's that saying go? You can't dismiss. Go ahead. Those who know, those who think they know. Who know know are not learned. No, those who who know don't. Those who know those don't who know. know. They they don't, don't, don't know. know. And those right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'll wait, see David. Wait, 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 wait. I'll see David and do the right thing. Say that again, Vic. I'll see David do the right thing. Those who know they know don't know. And those that don't, or those who think they don't know, they, it's something like that. But I'm going to tell you It goes like this. It goes like this. Those who don't know. Uh, those that don't, those that know, don't tell. Those that don't know, tell all. Right. There you go. Right. Hey, so, it, but is that it? Basically, the point I was trying to not, say, like, there's no way for you to know. Those that are not learned, and those that are learned do not know. Right. And that means so those that say, know like, that are not learned means you haven't acquired knowledge and you don't know where it came from. You just know it. Those who know are not learned. Nobody taught it to you, just know it. And so it goes, those who know are not learned. And those who are learned do not know because you acquire something that you learned from somebody else. Right. It wasn't your own personal experience. And so some things we just know. And some things we know because we learned it. So that's to say you can be an educated fool. You can go to school and get all the knowledge you can that somebody taught you. But how much do you know right. that you just acquired on your own? Right. That that just came to you. Have you ever just been able to do something and you don't know how you know how to do it? Some people know how to draw, but some people got to go to school to learn how to draw. Right. Some people know how to play an instrument. And some people mm-hmm. got to go to school to learn how to play an instrument. Or or even better than that, those that know how to play by ear can't read music. Right. And yep, that one too. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, I mean, you got to look. There's so much stuff going on in this world that we don't really know what's going on. And uh, that's why the institution of the religion came through to get a control. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. to get a control on it because the institution. I'm glad you said it like that. It is the institution of religion. Mm-hmm. Like Peter Popoff was saying earlier, you know, he said something. What he was, and I know what y'all, y'all, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. He had said something earlier, but it made me think. Then, if that's the case of what you just said, then that you just put a direct attack on what I was saying about the whole Bible thing. Mm-hmm. Do y'all remember the point he had made? He was making a point, and uh, 
and it was a point that made me think about. We gonna have to listen. We gonna have to listen to it again so we can make sure that we, you know. He was making a good point, but the point he made made me, you know, go back to, um, because I think he was talking about if I don't see it. That's what he was saying. If it's something that I don't see or experience myself, and religion. Or the it's Bible is something that it's all about stories that happened back then. Right. So you didn't experience that yourself. You just got a hold of a book that told you a story. And like he said, you, you make your choice to, you know, people believe what they want. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. People believe right. what they yeah. want based it's on It's not going to be believed the same, even though it's one and, story. And that's why I say I listen to everything. It don't mean I believe it. I just listen. So why? That if because something approaches me that resonates with me, I can say, oh, I heard this before. This must be, you know, I have a reference. Well, you wow. remember, everything that you get, all information that you get is a puzzle. Yes. It's yeah. connected somehow, some way, maybe not tomorrow or the next day, but sooner or later it's going to come in by, oh, I remembered that. Bam, there's a piece of the puzzle that falls in. Everybody got a piece of a puzzle. We're all a puzzle. We're one piece. And we're supposed to come together and make something. <laughs> but we ain't came there yet. We ain't got there yet. Right. And that's why that's why that's why we're watched and and and, and or well they consider. You notice that why would why were most of them talking, oh we're young we're a young race. We already know we're right. a young race. That means there is something before us. They know this. This is nothing. This I don't know why they're afraid. Well, no, I know why they're afraid to tell you that there is aliens because our whole system of life will fall apart in it. Exactly. Too many years. And, and when we years. say we're a young race, the black race is not a young race. We're one of the oldest races that's been around from the beginning of time. You know, no, uh, I'm not saying that. I mean, the more, I'm more in the universe as a young Oh, um, oh, as a young being. race, the earth. Right. Of, yeah, of, of a being. Universe. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're young. We're young like that. We're, we're naive. We're learning stuff like a kid with matches. You know, uh, we, it, we know it's hot, but will we stick our hand in the fire anyway? Because we, we've been told it's hot, but we, we just yeah, got to find we out. Yeah, we still going to strike that match. We know it's right. hot. Right. We got to find out. And that's, that's, that's our nature. And that's probably, if we don't learn to control it, that's going to be our destruction. We're gonna kill ourselves. Well, we won't. We won't. But we're gonna be. We're gonna be on that bus. We're gonna be on that bus. Cause when he give up this planet, he he taking it with him. Trust and believe. He gonna blow everything up. Everything that he made, he gonna destroy. And they call it. I'm sorry. And they want to call it uh, the second coming. You know, that's what they yeah, want to call the, it. The second coming. You know what's right. interesting though is that earlier when we was talking about all this destruction and the things that can happen. Um, I mentioned that, you know, and I still feel this way. Some things I just don't want to survive. I don't mind going in the first way because I'm afraid of the accident. I believe that life is recyclable and we'll just move from one dimension. I think Big Demo brought this up earlier about dimensions. I'll just move from one plane to the next. And so, so survival is something if you still want to keep going. Do you still, I, I'm not really 100% sure that I want to deal with any apocalyptic issues. Like, I I could just to test how good am I at surviving, but then it's like, 
you know, and then well, depending on my you. age, I'm in, I'm in my 50s now. Right, right. Do I really right. want to see the next thing coming? You know, am right. I cool with, with the impact that I've made? Am I at an age when it happened that I'm cool, I'm ready to go? Because of that. But, but, but it still falls on that. Wait, and wait, that wait. It still falls on that. that it's minute, not your choice. It's not your choice. Can I? No, let, let me finish, though. If then that is the fact that I have to choose between living in a, a different world because of destruction, mm-hmm. am I going to fight to survive? It changes. Am I going to sit still or am I going to run? What if I'm 65? What if I'm 75, 80 years old when the earthquake or the alien or martial law come? Do I really right. feel like dealing with the whole survival? Like, you know what? Fuck y'all. Kiss right. my black ass and whatever you come in here and do, you do. But I ain't going nowhere. I'm going down on the Titanic. I'm going down on the Titanic. Well, that's just oh, how the question, question. But, 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 but lovely, that's nature. Just like animals out there, and when they get their strong, their pups grow up, be strong, one in pack. Once they get weak and grow, they fall off. And that's just the way it is. And if I'm at seventy or seventy or eighty years old when it when it strikes, yeah, I'm just like you. I'm not gonna run. I'm too old for this. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Do, do your do your work. But if I'm still capable of moving, oh right. yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> Self-preservation right. is always number one. Well, right. Now in my 50s, right. I'm still on the move. But if I'm in right. my 70s, it might look a little different. you like, man, you know what? It might look a little different. Do what you do. I think I'm you don't want this. I'm like, that. you don't want this. I'm like, you don't want this old body no way. It ain't nothing in there to harvest. <laughs> okay, speak for yourself. Go ahead. I think the most important part of that, though, is recognizing if you, like like he was saying, like if you have to or not, because, okay, let's say, you know, okay, you're sitting there, okay, and then you're like, you know, I'm too old to do anything, so I'm not going to do nothing, so what, you just going to sit here and starve to death? Or are you going to try to make your way over to get some food because you're so hungry? You just, you know, it's so I mean, going out to do your basic need as opposed to trying to run and survive. I see if I'm going to stay put in my house, like I'm not going to run, but I will go across the street and get me something to eat or here or there. But I'm right. not going to pack up and do this whole survival journey out into the world. I'm not going to do all that. I'm going to do just enough to sustain myself. Knowing I'm getting ready to go, and you have to remember, I have a child with a uh, special need, and so when I be really, really realistic, am I getting ready to run off and try to take her? She gonna blow my cover. She gonna blow my cover. How far can I get with her? So either she's gonna blow my cover, or I'm gonna use her as a shield of sympathy. Like, okay, I got her. You know, and they might be like, "Fuck you and her." I really, I don't know. You know, or do I just say I'm getting ready? stay at home and me and you just going to deal with this and whatever happens, happens. So I think it depends on the crisis and the situation and my age, you know, and, and what I have. I mean, there's so many different scenarios of what is taking place in your life at the time the disaster comes, and those scenarios play a big role in the decision you make, and we did not touch on that that, that tonight. Uh, yeah. It just depends on the situation 
that we're in at the time the crisis happens. Right. Because what if you had just fell and broke your ribs, like, you know, or cracked up like you had, Rod, I mean, uh, Jafar, you know? I mean, there's there's uh, situations where we've been at a vulnerable point where your decision-making would be different, depending right. on what you're going through. What if your mother was visiting at the time, you know? Hey, you what know if, what else we didn't uh, talk about? Knowledge, what if your grandchildren, what if your kids had dropped your <coughs> grandchildren off with you at the time of the disaster, you know? What if in the disaster, are, everybody died except you? Now, how would you feel emotionally talking about being prepared? Oh, what would that do with your, uh, you like, know, you'd be if, emotionally shocked. If everybody shocked. died and I was the only one left, I think I would be happy for a smooth minute. <laughs> I think for a smooth minute I would be in utopia because I'd be so happy that everybody had shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up, everybody. Everybody has shut it's up. It's just like me now. <laughs> a quiet fucking moment. You know, if, if I got that situation, everybody around me died except for me. And my emotional take is. I'll be Logan. I'll be just like Wolverine. I wouldn't give a damn about nothing or nobody. Don't be in my way. I'm it wouldn't thinking... be nobody to give a, a damn about. <laughs> You're the only person left on the planet. What are you doing? Oh, then I'm killing. I'll be just like uh, uh, what did on, on Legend, driving all the cars around, playing <laughs> off on the submarine, chilling. Talking to the mannequins and stuff? Yes. Jafar, you the only person left on the planet. What you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself. I ain't got nobody to reproduce with. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna do it immediately or are you gonna explore a little bit? Well I'm gonna see if any I'm gonna be like Will Smith. I'm gonna look around. What was that movie he was in? I'm legend. <laughs> yeah, I am legend. <laughs> I'm going to set up mannequins and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and be humping them. And be trying to hump them late at night because ain't, no, ain't nobody looking. Ain't nobody <laughs> looking. Why you got to wait late at night? One of them might have a little baby mannequin said. or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Big the moan. Big the moan. You the only one left on the planet. What you going to do? <laughs> Must be nice. Mm. Victor Meezy still on? Vic? Oh, I thought that was him coughing. No, that's that's that. Whoever that's was coughing must, yeah, must be nice. That's the far. He's got a Vic Damone, yeah. he's still online. I see him. Okay, he's probably doing daddy thing. But, I mean, I don't really, I mean, when you really think about you're the only one left, on the planet, I I think, and listen to both of y'all responses. I think for the for the beginning, there's a moment of devastation, but also utopia. And then eventually, like Jafar said, how how long can you go with only you before you think about death? Now, see me, I don't see myself killing. I think I could live a very long time with nobody to talk to, and it's just me, because I believe that my brain is so entertaining 
that I can entertain myself with nobody around. Just, <laughs> just, just I really believe that. You're going to make a Wilson. Wilson! Wilson! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have an imaginary friend, and we will be tripping. I'll be having, my friends will be the trees and the grass, mm-hmm. you know, and these sub-creatures. I might befriend spiders and ants, you know, that once I tortured when life was good, and now you my best friend. I don't know. No. To be honest, the last one, man, I'll just wander around. Why not? Get a horse, get something. (laughs) Because somewhere there's going to be an animal that survives that you can perform. Oh, so so wait, wait. You're talking about just... Everything did. Everything. I like I am legend. Let's think about Will Smith. Okay, but there were animals. There are animals still alive. That's why I said you befriend an animal. Yeah, he had to kill his dog, remember? Yeah, that was the sad part. But see, Will also lived in a wonderful home, and that's not reality. We just say we don't have, but the good thing is that because you're the only one left, you could go find you a wonderful home. If it's yeah, wherever you want. Wherever well, you I mean, yeah, yeah, anything is wonderful. Ain't nobody there to judge. You go to Paisley Park. <laughs> uh, See, what, Michael now, Jackson now, Ranch. Now, now, this is one thing we didn't cover. Of all the natural disasters, which, which one do you think you would prefer to survive in? Of all earthquake, of earthquake. You survive. You prefer to survive the earthquake. I so I take earthquake over anything. Trust me. I've been in. I've been in tornado. I've been in hurricane. And I've been in earthquakes. I've been. Uh, I'll take an earthquake. Yeah, me too. They quick. Yeah. And unexpected. So you like? Is that earthquake? Yeah. It is. Yeah, but it's quick. But let's look at the destruction that it leaves. So of the of not just the disaster but the destruction. So all the buildings are crumbled, probably some fires going on. It may have ruptured a tsunami. Okay. Like so now you live in Sri Lanka. What if the earthquake ruptured the tsunami? So now you're not just living in crumbled buildings. Because for the disaster to kill the planet, it's not just a regular quick earthquake. We're talking about a, a massive shaking that you're the only one left. Now, all the buildings are crumbled, and if an earthquake that big hits, a tsunami is definitely going to follow, which means everything is spread with water and killed off. Are you sure, again, that earthquake is the one you want to choose? Earthquake. Of all the mess. Earthquake. If I'm going to survive, what difference do it make which one it is? Because it's the condition of the planet that you got to survive if I had to survive a disaster, I would probably want to be <laughs> surviving like one of those chemical or, or zombie things because only people went crazy, but the buildings and the infrastructure was kind of still intact. So I don't want a disaster that's going to come and fuck up the infrastructure of the planet. It might wipe the people out. You rather take, you you rather what you saying what you saying you rather take the plague. I rather take the plague and survive the plague. 
Okay, but well, we didn't say that. You said natural play. disaster. You said natural disaster. That is a disaster. That is not natural. A plague is not natural. That's well, man-made. Okay, okay, my bad. I, but I didn't say a natural. I said if you just had to, to survive a disaster. I didn't say you a said, natural one. You said natural. natural. Okay, na- okay, well then let me reframe. If you just, if you have to survive any disaster, which disaster would it be from alien invasion, man-made or real, or natural disaster, or martial law, chemical or disease warfare? Which one? I'll go with the chemical warfare one. <laughs> I bet the fuck you would. You <laughs> <laughs> be all deformed up and shit, knocks on your head. <laughs> Wait a minute. Think about this. When you watch those movies, and I said this earlier about the alien shit, it go by your DNA. Have you not watched the movies where everybody got sick but a few people didn't? Right. They were immune. Mm -hmm. They were immune to it. So that's why I would rather survive one of them because whatever happened to the to the majority of the population, you made it through. There were a few of us who were immune. To it. So I'd rather survive an immunity because I know that me and all the other people survive, we got something in common. Because we're still here and everybody but us 10 people is dead. Well, if it's survivors, <laughs> then that's all my problem. I ain't alone. Shit, I'm going to go find me a mate and uh, we're going to re- replenish the earth. <laughs> yeah, but so then, so then are you retracting your earthquake and are you also switching over to a chemical or some type of... Well, like I said, if I'm disease. the only survivor of either one, it don't. I don't want to survive. But if there's going to be other survivors, then I'm going to find me a mate, like I said. And I, I'd rather <laughs> live. It don't matter if it's an earthquake, chemical disaster, whatever. But if, if I'm the only one that survives, it's just me and the earth. Man, what purpose is that? And how do you ever know that you're the only one survived? Say you in California, you survived, but somebody in New York or Florida survived too. But well, y'all I... on two different spectrums of the of the United States. Or somebody survived in in another country. You in the United States and somebody in Africa. But y'all don't know it because you guys are so far apart. How do you ever really know you're the only one survived? Morris Code. Oh, it is even better than that. Just take it this way then. Do it like that then, man. What if you knew you on this continent, say you're in the United States, and the only other living was, okay, so if it's us guys, it's going to be a female, and for you, it'll be a male, and he's... Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Because all we'd be doing every day is trying to strategize a way to get to each other. And that gives hope and incentive and something to live for. Because right. now my new journey is I know he's there. He's just on in some kind of way. I don't know how, but I will connect because he's alive. It happened for a reason. That'd be my what thing. If got, what if he got one eye and a hump in his back? <laughs> I will kill him him when I'm done if he's the only source of food. <laughs> I'm not going to be with nobody with a hump back. 
Just you but and him. But if he's the only survivor, I may make him my pet. If he got a cat, <laughs> you know, I got a pet like Will Smith in Legend. Come on, baby, we're going to find us a, a mate. Let him be find somebody. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. He got a pet. Beauty and the Beast. But I want to get back to Rod humping on mannequins. He, he made a point, and he stuck there for a good minute, which is actually a long time to talk about a mannequin. <laughs> I don't know if you paid attention to that. I thought it was a very long time, a whole minute, to spend talking I about a mannequin. He, he said, I got to have a mate. Wow. He got to reproduce. He, he got to reproduce. reproduce. Yeah, what's, With what's a mannequin. You can't reproduce. You might well just take yourself out. You know how you've been and got the humping on that mannequin and got so happy you may survive longer than you even could imagine. You be like, as long like, as I got this mannequin, I be like, twelve years later, twelve years later, him and Gladys are still going at it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, like twelve he, years. He been and went out and found us some clothes and some weave, and he been and dressed it up. You know, as time <laughs> went by and made it look like a real woman. <laughs> like the dude, what's the dude, Tom Hanks, when he was stranded yeah, on the island? Found he made Wilson. He made Wilson. Turned it into a person. He made Wilson. Yeah. That would be Will. He would talk that mannequin to death, too. That would be the most knowledgeable. Mannequin on the planet. <laughs> She'd be, <telling> <laughs> me, be very knowledgeable. <laughs> Men always say they want a woman that don't talk. There you go. <laughs> I might stick around for a while. <laughs> I ain't got to tell her, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just roll over and let me hump on you and do my thing, and I'm good. I'm good. Turn around. Turn around. Look the other way. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. You know what day it is. Turn around. I want him from the back. I don't, I don't, like, the way, I don't like the way you look at me. <laughs> Slap her head off his shit. <laughs> 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 He's gonna drill a hole in it. <laughs> There'll be a hole in the back of it. <laughs> Three holes. Three holes. Oh my god! <laughs> he, he better gave her a mouth, a vagina, and an asshole. <laughs> so I want to put a hole where he's supposed to be. Like you never know what one was. Be like, do that mannequin got a hole under his arm? <laughs> she gonna get some butter. I'm gonna give him some neck. <laughs> <laughs> Hole in the back of her neck. And, <laughs> and, and wait, she would be so heavy. 
She would be so happy. She'd be so full of it, you know? She done took it in every hole. She's full of it. And then you got to lug her around. Be trying to empty her out. Uh, got to drag her to the ocean. Got to drag her to the ocean and wash her and shit. Yeah. <laughs> She leaving snail trails everywhere she going. She just leaking all over the place. She leaking, dude. Leaking. <laughs> 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 That's disgusting. That is the most disgusting shit I ever heard in my life. Seriously, you guys are sick. Mm. That is sick. <laughs> but it's real. But I'll be like, you can't never take that bitch to a campfire because she keep melting and shit. <laughs> she be like a candle full of wax. She lights her up at night. She be keeping the night sky lit. <laughs> full of wax. Mm. Boy, y'all. That's a sick tip, boy. That's my sex for you right there. Oh. That's straight late night oh talk show right there. That is sick. But, I mean, it's I, it's real, though. It might be sick, but it's actually the truth. This oh, yeah. is killing away all the layers of the bullshit when you really think. Because I'm going to tell you, if I'm the only person left on the planet and I had a mannequin, ain't no telling what my mannequin would look like and the things <laughs> I would to trust and believe. I mean, it's just real. You need some form, you know, of companionship. And I think that movie, what what is that? What was that movie called with Tom Hanks? Castaway. 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 Yeah, that was deep. Yeah, well. We think about destruction in here in a place like this. But what if you were on an island when the destruction happened? You know, you on vacation. You over there half naked on the beaches of Jamaica or, or Puerto Rico or something. You out there and the shit happened and now you stuck on this island. You know? No, but With here's one even water. deeper. Here's you one even deeper. So far. Look, here's one even deeper for you though. Them motherfuckers on Gilligan's Island. How come them motherfuckers oh. on there seven years and ain't nobody got pregnant? <laughs> yeah, see, that was not realistic, though. So don't leave me on the island seven years. It'd be a nation running around that motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you wouldn't even be running. You wouldn't even want to leave no more. Hell no. Where the hell? Don't you put in that fire on throwing water on that fire. Bitch, put that shit out. Hey, Fred. <laughs> hey, Fred. Miss Howler have about 20 kids. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, bro. No, no, no. Miss Howler. Miss Howler. Don't be mad. Miss Powell's my head girl. You know what I go to the head. I'm like, take the I kill off Gilligan, Professor, and the Skipper, boy. Man. I'll be like, fuck off. I don't even need y'all. <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing about the women. You guys are unnecessary. All the power is in me being the only woman. I'll be going right after the professor. <laughs> right after the professor. So he can make everything, you know. Well, that's one of the things where Big Damone was said earlier when it's all in your mind, you know, because Mr. Howe got money, but how did that money help him on an island? Right. 
And and the professor might have actually been able to escape if he didn't have all the dimwits with him. I'm like, you know what? The professor would have made it off the island. He wasn't looking out for the rest of them. <laughs> I think they yeah. did have an episode where he tried to sneak off that motherfucker. Of course. Did they all? Did like, they all? Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. That's some cold shit, dog. You really look at Gilly's design? That's some cold shit. So a motherfucker is on the island. See them seven motherfuckers. Are they that fucked up that you so mad that you won't tell nobody I was on the island? There's seven motherfuckers out there. Exactly. <laughs> when you think about Gilligan Island, there is one show that each one of them was ready to undercut the others for yep. the sake of freedom. They all would have undercut each other for the sake, for the sake of freedom. Like, <laughs> like I'm gone. Like, I'm fumbled. You know, and it didn't happen. It, it didn't happen because they were being cutthroat. And then there's a, uh, the other one where they, uh, they're willing to sacrifice the motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and, in, in, in the name of little buddy, go ahead, little buddy. Go ahead, do exactly. And that was not realistic. I'm that shit sorry. for real, though. They ain't been fucking the first week. <laughs> that was real the fact, the fact that nobody got pregnant. Ain't no way Marianne, ain't no way Marianne gonna walk around that motherfucking island in them little motherfucking shorts. <laughs> and nothing would have happened. Look at that. Like <laughs> <happened. laughs> now, let me tell you what the killer was. You need to tell me that y'all took enough. You only went to the island for vacation, but you had enough makeup. For seven years? Yeah. You had enough no, no, for no, seven no. years? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. If you pay attention, if you pay attention, no. If you pay attention, the professor made them make up. Out of coconut oil and shit. Right. Yeah. Oh, they they only had ginger made her dress from the sale of the SS Minnow. <laughs> the dress that she came on and... Uh, and Mary Ann took a pair of Gilligan's shorts, I mean, it was Gilligan's pants, and puff, it's a, if you go in and you can Google it and you can see, and they'll tell you wh- what they did. Well, why, because why Gilligan wore the same clothes? Because he gave... Yeah, Gilligan uh, did. Yeah, he gave Mary Ann uh, some pants, and she cut them up and made them up into the shorts that she had. Now, Ginger made hers, besides the red red dress that she wore, the other thing she wore was the, the sale from the USS Minnow. The house, all they had was uh, four suitcases of money and a suitcase of, uh, of, of night gear, uh, like tuxedos and gown dresses. Now where the fuck was they going? I don't know. <laughs> they was running from something. They was running from something. And the professor... I, he just, I think the professor fucked up and got on the boat by mistake. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to go. He wasn't supposed to go. He, he you know, reading and reading, you know, how he was and walked onto a boat. And when he looked around, he was out sailing. Next thing you know, he was like, oh, shit. Okay, okay, you know what? Okay, let me do y'all one better. Okay, let's think about the shows that was playing uh, when we was young. And we'll start with Gilligan Island. These are the images that was impressed in our minds. People go on a trip, and they get stranded on an island. And then you have the Brady Bunch. 
Mm-hmm. A woman divorced and a man divorced. And they both got three kids. But you showed divorce of each sex, and then they came together, and they made a family. Right. And then you got the courtship of Eddie's father, where the mother died, so the father was left to care, and he had the Asian maid. Mm-hmm. And then you got my favorite, Martian, where dude minding his business, and a goddamn alien lands in his in his vicinity, vicinity, and now they own it. And he's trying to hide the alien in his house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't forget about family affairs. Family affairs. You got a nun flying around. Fly for some reason. For some reason, she can fly. And what's the one you just said? The uh, family affair. The Buffy and Jody adopted by the rich. Buffy and Jody, yes. With the male butler. And don't forget about the ghost. Remember the ghost and Mrs. Mears? Oh, I used to love that show. The ghost and Mrs. Mears. Yes, that was my show right there. Oh, you know what? No, Nanny, Nanny, and the Professor. Nanny and the Professor. Yes. How can we forget about Nanny and the Professor? But when you look at when you look at the shows. There was a lot of destruction that created these families. They were single men from death. There were families together because they both got divorced. Uh, there was a ghost in the house of, you know, a woman whose husband passed away. You had the courtship of Eddie Potter, the professor. I mean, these are the images that we saw, which I thought was horrible program, especially after leaving nursery school and dealing with, so it really started with nursery school when Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. Jack and Jill went up the hill, and, and Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came come tumbling after. And it was right. an old woman in a shoe who asked him, she didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and what else? Is, I mean, it was all depressing from the beginning. Oh, there was a crooked man. There was a crooked man who walked a crooked mile, had a crooked smile. <laughs> old Mother Hubbard went to the cover to give her a poor dog a bone. Thank you. Yeah. When she got there, the cover was. Come on now. Man, she was holding the motherfucker. <laughs> school haven't even started yet. We in we in nursery and pre. No, no. Let's take you here farther back. Let's take you to a farther. Rockabye baby on a treetop. Oh my God. When the blow, when the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow yes. breaks, the cradle will fall, and down will come baby, down cradle, and cradle and all. Hey, you know that had to do with the German War, right? Really? That rockabye baby thing that that had to do with with uh with the bombs coming down. Yeah, I know now. I know the other one, Ring Around the Rosie, pocket full of posies, was uh for the the plague for the black uh black ashes, plague. Ashes, ashes, we all fall. Fall down. down. Yeah. yeah. And they had there to burn all the bodies. Be some sad. They never taught us any happy day. shit, huh? The cow jumped over the moon. I never got that one. He did a little sat in the fiddle. And the bitch ran away with the spoon. It was some yeah. sexual thing going on. Wait, the one that the, the one like that a, fucked me up uh-huh. was the was uh the old gray goose is dead. Go tell Aunt Rody the old oh, gray goose is dead. About that one. Bitch died in the milk pond. First of yep. all, what is a milk pond? Oh, oh yeah, here's milk. another one. Here's another one. Shows animal abuse at the fullest. Uh 
Jimmy Crackcorn and I don't care. Jimmy Crackcorn and I don't care. Jimmy Crackcorn and I don't care. My match is going away. My match is going. And he left him. He left the dog on the porch. And the other one, uh, Jimmy threw. Jimmy threw the dog in the wheel. Some shit. He's some badass white kids. I mean, why? The the point is that we are young children. Why are you so? Here's the point, and maybe this is another show, and I hate this is still being recorded, because really, we can look at the system and go back to the dummy down education system that I always talk oh, yeah. about, and it started way back in nursery school yeah. with all these horrible stories we yeah. just told, and when mm-hmm. we moved from nursery school, we got hit with all the movies we just talked about, and now we're probably 10 Years old, going up, you know, we had the banana splits and Hoosville and, and all these other little crazy shows that was coming on, you know, and, and okay, and so from nursery school, they get us, and then we get we get a little older, and we get all this TV programming, and then we get hit with the real world, and so by the time we get hit with the real world, we have been programmed that from the moment, so when I went to, uh, last night, I went to a... um. So a racial equity and disparity meeting. You know, you guys always be going to these meetings all over the place. That's and when you took the No, I just went to this one last night. This one I just oh. went to last night. I go. I try to go to a meeting two or three times a week based on juvenile justice system or uh, uh, the disciplinary actions in schools with black men. I'm a very, very, very community proactive, especially for black males. We call it in this state, it's the pipeline, which is from school to prison. It's the school to prison pipeline for black males. Well, anyway, when I was um, at the meeting last night, you know, I was telling them about the dummy down education system and how it works against our children. You know, this system was designed... um, it was culturally, it's a culturally negligent design for people of color. It was not, the, the system was not designed with us in mind. And so from that beginning, we're set up for failure. We would probably, if we were in control of, the, of what the school curriculum would look like, it would look completely different from the brainwashing that our children get from the moment they're young we send them to be dummy down. So this is the point I hit last night in front of about 80 people. I said, we send our kids off to school to get dummy down, meaning we are allowing a system to program them with information that is not necessarily helpful to them right. surviving and getting ready yep. attention and, and being successful in life. So because we never designed that system, it was not created for us. Black people would have to design or people of color would have to design a system that's more culturally sensitive to our people. And until we do that, every time we send our kids to school, we're sending them to some We're a part of the problem. We're, we're sending them for eight hours a day from the time they're little kids, yep. which is what we experience. We're sending, it's like a babysitting center to watch our children for eight hours a day for 12 years unless they want to extend that and continue to go to college. But what should they be learning? 
What should they really be learning for 12 years? If you were, and you know what this lady came up to me? She said, you ought to be the principal of a school. You know what a lady, another lady said to me at my table? She said, she was uh, Asian. She said, my children are black, mixed with black. She said, could you teach my children? Would you be willing to teach my children? Because I told them, I teach my grandkids. When they come to my house and visit, I sit down with them and I talk to them and I play games with them in a way that's fun to learn things that's the truth. You know, we make videos, like I'll explain something to them and then we'll make a little skit on my computer. I have this little movie program, you know, because I want to make it fun for them. And I'm sharing this with the audience last night and, and the lady asked me, could I teach her kids? And when she said it, the Hispanic girl next to me, she said, I have twin boys and they're mixed with black as well. Could you teach my kids too? So at my in this in this conference, I had a lady come to me and ask me to be a principal of a school, and two ladies to ask me to to teach. Could I teach their children? Because remember what I said to y'all on the show. I said every last week or the week before. I said every time y'all come into contact with a youth, what comes out of your mouth to that youth changes their lives. So you're being a teacher in that moment. If you're sitting down with a group of kids at one time or if every time you come into contact with a child or youth, you provide them with necessary information because we're we're sending them down a slaughter line like cattle and we don't even realize it. And you know what the lady said to me? They said, I feel like a bad mother. Three, I have, I have five women at the table, but three out of the five said, I feel like a bad mother after listening to you. I don't feel good anymore after this day. Every time I send my child off to school, I'm going to think about this. And I'm like, it was not my intent to make you feel like a bad mother. I sent my kids through the same system, but I had a child who was born late, like 12 years after my kids. So by the time he went through the system, I was a different type of parent. And when they called me, he came home first and he said, mom, I ain't with this history. He ain't with the history because he sit in this room with me and he listened to me talk and we chop it up, me, him, and Big Damone. We've had many conversations. He know the history is bullshit. So when he goes to school, he's not doing as well as they feel he should be. So they call me and say, oh, your son is, he talks to me first. I said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I said, you go to them and you tell them you want to learn black history. Well, mom, they gonna, don't worry about what they say. No matter what what they say, I got your back. They can call me, and I'm going to come down there. Don't worry about it. Right. So he goes back to school. He says what he says. And then, sure enough, the principal calls me, which is kind of what I wanted. Cool. You the one I've been waiting for. I go down there, and I, your son, I said, let me tell you something. You're teaching my son a false history. I'm teaching my son a true poem, and you're teaching them a book that was made by some people. This whole book is falsified, or at least, at best, this is your version. It's not culturally sensitive to my son. He sees nobody in these books that look like him. And I need my child to learn about who he is. So, so I hit him with all this information, right? And guess what? My son passed. You know, he passed because you understand where I'm coming from with this thing. And so I'm saying all of this to say, um, 
what we just talked about as far as the nursery school thing and all the movies we just watched had an impact on us. Like Peter was saying earlier, you know, what we see, what's in front of us, you know, this is our belief system. And all I'm saying is challenge, you know, challenge things, you know, go read and explore and listen, you know, and then come up with your own scenario. Don't believe everything you read. Just read it and know it. Uh-huh. Is know that this somebody wrote this and you got their perspective. It may help you somewhere in life. It may not. I don't know. But if you don't at least explore it, you won't know. Open your arms to all information, Re- even if you don't agree with it. You want to know what somebody else is thinking. You know, like tonight when Jafar shared, you know, we have our expectations of what survival looks like, but he gave us the perspective from the military standpoint. You need to know all standpoints of everything, regardless if you believe it or not. You just need to know it. But the system that we go through, when we go to school, you know what we need to learn? We need to make sure we know our cultural, who we are culturally, our background, our history. That's important. And we know how to, we need to know how to read. And we need to know how to do math, mm-hmm. you know, and we need to know some science, you know, but there's a lot of classes that are, that they try to make our kids pass that's irrelevant to their future. They never even yeah. use it. Even when they go to college, they make you take about 12 courses. You don't even need to get your master's right. or right. bachelor's. I don't because even they need the money. It's for the money. Yeah. It's for the money. What the hell I'm doing? They need the money. Yeah, because if they put all the courses we really needed to graduate, we'd be done before the fourth grade. Yeah. What did we need social studies for? What did we need exactly. that for? Exactly. Right. It's a whole lot they of stuff we didn't need. They and they call it a curriculum. Fuck our shit up. Yeah. And they call it a curriculum. See? Yeah, that's and K-12. And that's why I said we need to yeah. be... The, the, the education system wastes, uh, wastes over half of our lifespan. Yeah. We get 12 years plus to an education system that 70% of the information they give us is unnecessary information. Yeah, it's all an illusion. Look, think about this. You was talking about, you know, what's important to teach your kid and all this, right? Okay, mm-hmm. what do you want your kid to be when they when they grow up? What is the real opportunity? What are you? You know, right. and what, is, what, is, what opportunity does your child have? You're, you you work in a Walmart or, you know, you, you got a, a average job, right? But you got high hopes for your kid? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But let's take the other culture, right, who run corporations and big wigs and t- senior positions in the corporation, and their kids are going to school, well, what do they want their kids to be? I want them to follow my footsteps. And the kid be like, hell yeah, because it's uh, successful. You know what I'm done. saying? Right. right. So when they go to school, the curriculums that they're being taught is true stuff because it's going to matter to them when they graduate and get up and then they get into life and their parents or whoever it is is going to pull them into what they're into. Now uh-huh. what are we going to do, pull our kids into a fast food restaurant or a Walmart right. or something? Right. I get you a job in the back unloading trucks. Yeah. No, but you got to graduate from school. For real, what the fuck I need mm-hmm. to graduate from school to work at Walmart for? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the rest of it, the rest of it, the rest of it, the rest of it is in there for entertainment. 
We need something that entertain us. Ooh, that's where the basketball and the football and all that other stuff. Yeah. Because they look at it and say, okay, look, you ain't going to make nothing in your life, but you can run like a motherfucker. Run that way. Yeah, yeah run for your money. That's it. You're going to run yeah. or you're going to play. Then that's what that was symbolistic of Fiddler and Roots. Yeah. Right. Fiddler got to play right. for them when they got done eating at the end of the day and he get the scraps off the table. Well, that was some good ass scraps compared to what the slaves were getting. Uh huh. So I'll play my fiddler for y'all ass, you know? Entertainment. Well, yeah. we, do mm-hmm. we need to privatize black black sports to be privatized. Because let me tell you something, the minute you remove them out of the of the game the game don't look the same no more. You think people going to pay more money to see all white players than black? I guarantee you that wouldn't happen. But that's what no, I'm we saying. don't even know the power. We don't even know what the power we have. Look, they, the was, they was way ahead of us on that. That's why the Negro Baseball League don't exist no more. Because just think if they never, if it would have still coexisted and Jackie Robinson never would have went to the major league, well, we still have a league today. But they mm. had to get rid of that so the National League, the Major mm. League Baseball, could exist without interference. Because uh-huh. the that. Negro League was getting strong. Now, this, all right, let's, let's go back further. The Cotton Club, right? Uh-huh. When, when black people couldn't get in there, also them fake Jews couldn't get in there, right? But what the right. fake Jews did was started their own theaters. And now uh-huh. you got 20th Century Fox and all that, but us... We kept begging to get in the Cotton Club till they finally said, well, the Jews don't want to come now that they're successful. Because they said, okay, you can come to the Cotton Club now. They're like, fuck the Cotton Club. We got our own shit. And our own people has been putting into it. So y'all want to come see our shit? That's what the, the fake Jews said. And the Cotton Club was like, well, damn, they got their shit now. And they turned that shit into Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Turned it into yeah, Hollywood. they still running that shit. But us? We kept trying to get in the Cotton Club till they finally said, okay, come on. The Jews don't want to come. Y'all come. You know what I'm saying? But we still couldn't get Oscars out the motherfucker. What we do as a people is we settle. We settle for the little shit. Settle, and yeah. And be happy with it. And be happy. Try to make it cherished. And be shit. Like, happy. hey, look what I got, nigga. You ain't got this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, look who gave this shit to you. We got that bad. We got, we that, got that, that bad. Right, right. That, okay. that works against us in the biggest way, man. Really. Yep. The same way. Look Look at, okay, so look at, uh, let's go like you was doing, uh, Will. Uh, okay. Uh, how was money, uh, money racketing? Okay. You know, they had the number, the number rackets, the penny things, you, uh, you know, the daily numbers and stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. So. Blacks couldn't get in. Blacks, that's how they would make their money. And the white man seeing how <laughs> successful they would make it, wanted a piece of the pie because they was like, that's a lot of money in there. A lot, a lot of, money. of money. And we, we gave that up. That turned to Vegas. That's our Vegas. That's our yep. Vegas. The Italians took that shit. Yeah. That's deep. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, you got all these other immigrants or what you want to call them they came over here and became successful but we cannot mm-hmm. why we cannot because we've been we've been, been well we've been considered yeah, as yeah. citizens of the united states so anything the white people get is included with us but we just don't get to reap the benefits of it right so we don't know because the division was implanted 
you know, hundreds of years ago. I mean, we have a we have an issue with them participating in us, uh, you know, not succeeding. But because we've been Willie Lynch, we participate in our own not succeeding too because right. of the lynching. Right. So we have to keep that in mind. We have been systematically brainwashed uh, as a bias, and we talked about this. Uh, uh, here's another thing I did today. Before I did the show, I was in a webinar about um, I was in a webinar today about disparity amongst Black people with health and education, and in it they talked today about the bias that we put amongst each other. And I couldn't, I didn't want to go deep on them because you know they were a lot of health officials. It was a lot of doctors and stuff, but basically they were talking about the bias that we put on each other when we look at each other, the way we view each other. And right. even that is a part of the Willie Lynch. So in that way, because of the Willie Lynch and then the bias and the way we look at each other, we oppress each other. Uh-huh. We oppress uh-huh. each other. But but on the same token, we won't take, we won't, we won't, like I said before, I said this before, we may not be get first place, but damn it, we're not going to take third. We'll take that second place. We'll be right behind him because, like you said, uh, it made sense. We were brought in with them, so we don't we don't reap it, but we are in that wake of it. Right. Yes. You know, so we're in the we wake of it. We're we on the head of it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But, once we become our real own, then we can start to claim some shit. But every time we get ready to climb out, he sees it and knocks us back down I by in, back inside down. inside means. in the bucket. Like the crab, right, exactly. The crab. But, but the white man sent the crab, so we, he turned us on it. You know, look, he's getting out. Go touch him. But, he get it up does there not, it, but back to the parasite, it does not want anything to, the, to exceed, um, surpass it. Whatever right. it's not. nationality is on in the end, you know, it, anything. It doesn't want anything to surpass it. And then it goes back to the parasite thing. So, I mean, we, we got our issues in our community, and I'm sure that other races have issues within their community, um, you know, as a culture, as a society. And then they have theirs, you know, their own issues. And what I find fascinating about the city of Seattle area that I live in, which is uh, King County, when I go out and do these community events, when I'm telling you that I'm having webinars about health and education disparity, um, and I'm telling you I'm going to events with uh, about the juvenile justice system and the pipeline to where our black kids are getting suspended at ridiculous rates and we're put, being put in special education at high rates, and then from that it leads to us going into mass incarceration. And I'm going to all these healing circle meetings um about the system the court system in itself there are caucasian people there and what i'm noticing is that the the black people that are in position to oversee them are making it mandatory for them to attend these events about equity you know and racial disparity um 
and and it's a big movement going on out here. I don't. It could be going on out there, but because I don't know if anybody is attending anything in their community, you way out there, lawless or you Jafar. I, it could be happening where you guys are too. I don't know, but here for sure, it's definitely happening. And last night when we was in that meeting, you know, the black chick who was the facilitator. She said, we're, and, and they're saying this everywhere. What I'm saying to you right now is being said to, at every single meeting I go to. They say, we're going to talk about things that are uncomfortable. And you guys already know what that means. The room is always full of white people. <clears throat> you know, when we go, there's a huge part that's people of color, Asians, Hispanics, Native Americans, black people, his, you know, um, but but the Caucasians are there too, and they have to know by now that when they come to these meetings, we're going to address the issues about the oppression that's been imposed by them, and the fact that they're willing to come knowing that they're going to be under the gun. Some of these people I see over and over at the same meeting. I was at a, uh, I did a um, another meeting a week or two ago where I told you I went to the library and the documentary was about the 13th Amendment, and they had it at a downtown Seattle library, the biggest the biggest library in Seattle area, and it's set up like a theater where the seats go up high and mm-hmm. inside the library. And all these people came in, and they were all racist, but there were a lot of white people, and they showed the 13th Amendment, and people were making comments, you know, while it was playing. And I know it, I put myself in their place. I know it was uncomfortable, but you know what? They keep showing up. They keep coming, you know. And when I went to the bathroom, they always get me. It it never fails. Every meeting I go to, because I always make a comment, I'm always going to make my voice be heard at anything I attend. And everything I attend, I always talk about changing the education system. This is my, my speech. My pitch is about changing the education system to where you know, the curriculum changes from what you want it to look like to what it needs to look like for people of color. This is very important in my heart, something that I want to change. If you ever hear about this changing in Seattle, you better know that my mouth was out there putting in the work to make this happen. And when I when I said what I had to say, and I told them that night, I said, you white people learn a history that you believe to be true, but you've never went outside of that. Have you ever went outside of that to read about somebody else's history? Do you really know about other histories and what we believe in other cultures? You only know what you hear and what you grew up with, but go learn something. So when I went to the bathroom after I said all that, they came in there and and they were hit me up like they always do. Everywhere I go, people hit me up. They want to know more. They want me to help. They want me to do this. They want me to do that. So I get gigs. By just attending meetings, people will pay me to come talk and and put my input in simply because I go to meetings and voice my opinion. I try not to be hostile. I used to be more uh, hostile when I first moved here. I've toned my shit down because I need you to hear me. I need you to not be so defensive. So I change my voice when I talk, but I still get my point across. Okay. And they came in there and they were hit me up again. And this lady came up to me, this white lady, and she said, so you think we need to learn another history? I said, I just think you should be educated and empowered. You know, when you learn other things than what you've been told your whole life, you empower yourself. 
So I'm just saying just go out and learn more than what's presented to you. You know, that's just what I told her. And so um, this is just something that needs to happen across the board. Uh, Jafar, you live, listen to me, where you stay, oh, baby, and that little liquor store by your house, please, it'd be on and cracking for me at that store. If I was down there, I'd be spitting so much game because I was only there for a few days, but I recognized that those people in that store, they're willing to listen. You know, they're happy to see people of color out there. They're very open and and welcoming, and you should really get to um, not maybe be invited of them coming to your property, but at least, you know, become a conversationalist with them, you know, which you probably already do. Already, yeah, yeah. I'll be over there all the time. And I, yeah, yeah. And and Lawless, I mean, you got so much knowledge in you. I don't know what your scenery looks like. I ain't been out there, but I'm coming, baby. I'm coming to see you, Lawless. I'm going to see you before. I'm coming to see you, too. We yeah, North Carolina, man, here. that's the beautifulest state in this whole country to me. It is? Yeah. It, it, it's a big one. It's big. I'll it's tell you that much. Yeah, the summer and scenery riding around in there, yeah. I mean, they got some crazy-ass weather. Like he said, he didn't miss the tornadoes and hurricanes. But aside of that, man, it's beautiful to look at. But it's cold really? what them soldiers did to their dog. And, uh, <laughs> man, man, that was fucked up. Yeah. He oh, what the soldiers did. Yeah, they <laughs> shot the dog. It was a service dog, right? They're going to put it on Facebook, killing him, with a, shot him five times, and just taking turns shooting him and shit. Oh, hush. We're, they got arrested for the shit, though. Yeah, yeah. Fayetteville. Yeah. They was from Fort Bragg. They were soldiers at Fort Bragg. That's where I was stationed at. Oh, damn. You know, I was stationed at Fort Bragg. I'm like, man, there always be shit happening at Fort Bragg. Why? Why do you think that is? And then crazy do I- soldiers over there. They're some of the craziest soldiers in the military there. They're not mm-hmm. the craziest, but they up there with them. <laughs> and that's where Lawless stays? Yeah, I stay, yeah, I stay uh, and I'm 30 minutes from Fayetteville, so I'm in Lumberton. I'm, like, right down here in Indian land. Yeah, yeah, Lumberton. That was my favorite little hangout. <laughs> Lumberton. Boy, me and my boy uh, used to go down there. <laughs> Look, Lumberton was a little like hit you now. You'll miss that motherfucker if you drive too fast. Yeah, you will. Yeah, it's probably bigger than that now, but mean. back in the day, that bad boy was small. <laughs> well, it's it's like small. It was the perfect town, though, boy. Me and my boy, we used to have fun. They used to cook out. We used to go there and have cookouts and stuff all the time. Lumberton. Oh, wow. Check that out. And, you know, are you familiar uh, lawless with the area he talking about? Yeah, that's where he live at. That's where he lives. Number I'm in. Like he said, thirty minutes from Fort Bragg. Me and my boy used to hit that I ninety five. Right on down to Lumberton. You used to plan to go at the same time. Oh, t- I love oh, to go out. there again. Hell yeah. Yeah, let, maybe we should go at the same time and visit Lawless and okay. go hang out. Where you talking yeah. about? Oh yeah. Mhm. And what from here we can hit we can hit Myrtle Beach from here like no yep. problem. I've been to Myrtle Beach before. Is that the hot spot up there? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the best beach. That, you know, they don't really have beaches like we do. They do, but they don't hang out at them like we do over here. 
Like every beach from the <laughs> all the beach out here, but out there it's Myrtle Beach. Myrtle yeah. Beach is like Venice Beach. But I've heard about Myrtle Beach, yeah. Yeah, it's a popular beach. They got big fireworks and stuff. They still set the fireworks there? Oh, yeah. All of them. All of them. Until you get to it. And that's also, if you remember back in the day, that uh, uh, Myrtle Beach is where them white boys ran that, uh, the, uh, that black dude down and killed him. Yeah. When, yeah. Fred? Back in the day. Man, we were still, I think we were still just, Right out of high school or two or three years out of high school? Yeah, because I went to basic training in South Carolina. And then... Uh, oh, for real? Yep. Then from there, I went to Georgia. And then from Georgia, I went to North Carolina. Yeah, I went, I uh, went from straight from uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky, and to Germany. And then back and forth. Wow. Yeah, I never made it to Germany. <laughs> That's where I was supposed to go. I never made it. I went to end up in Korea. <laughs> okay, I want to know what both places are like. What is Germany like? Germany's beautiful. Germany is like the, okay, mountain. Okay, remember that movie, uh, the, uh, the Sound of Music? Yeah. I've never seen that. I've never seen it. Mm-mm. Their heels are alive with the sound of music. You never saw that movie. Hell no, I ain't never seen nothing sing of that type of shit. <laughs> that's why I said shit in the seventh grade or some shit like that. I ain't never seen that. I ain't never even heard of it. Oh my god, are you serious? The sound of music. songs on that movie alone that is like popular. I've never heard of that. Never heard of it. Look it up. Sound of music. Sound of music. Wait, so they made us. They made us watch that shit at Stevens. I don't know what you was doing, man. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> I watched it. You was at Stevens when I was there. What the fuck you was doing? You know what I was doing. I was never there. <laughs> 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 and Mr. What was his name? What was that? What was our teacher's name? We uh. He was the coach. Coach, that motherfucker put on movie me. It'll be so she be on my shoulder so fucking fast, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Rod told a story about the way I was when I was at his house. I'm like, I, you know what? I I came home. I was sharing it with my family, and I was so disgusted at myself. Rod, you made me feel really bad about the kind of person I was when I grew up. I was like, wow, that was a horrible, horrible person. He was fine. Yeah, he was. Yeah, well, not not if you listen to the stories Rod told, talk about <laughs> I had to do something to be her friend so she wouldn't clown me. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Could I touch that one? <laughs> he said he I learned about oppression real young. That's horrible, though. That is not a good story. Hey, no, hey, you're no bad person. You're just hey, funny as hell. Yeah. Me had to tell me that because I, I was telling, I was like, yo, you know, I always wanted to be with the cool crowd, blah, blah, blah. She was like, you was with the cool crowd, stupid. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't, cause, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that was pretty much was it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew you, you would We set some standards at a at, at high school. I ain't going to lie. Man. Man. <laughs> we changed and the we game up up there <laughs> real big. Oh, Then here we come. We fucked that yep. shit up. Yeah. We, we came in droves. In we droves. They kept all coming. <laughs> oh now it's Mexicans. God. Now it's all Mexicans. Shit, all alone, bitches. Yeah, that's true. Is Milliken is all Mexican? Yes. yes. Oh, that is deep. Go ahead. Like, Lakewood is still white, though. Lakewood is still white. They still got, Lakewood got a lot of Mexicans, though, but they do. There is a lot of whites. But uh, yeah, boy, that's yeah. We changed the game in Milliken on the real. Yeah, we put it on the map for real. Put it on the map. Good, because all, all black, all blacks wanted to go to Poly. All blacks wanted to go to Poly. That yeah. was it. My game banging issues wouldn't let me go to Poly. I couldn't yeah, go. Except the West Side, the ones on the West Side weren't going to Poly. <laughs> uh, uh, we could, some of us could. That's the athlete. If you're yeah. an athlete, yeah, but other than that, you better go somewhere else. It's gonna be yeah, trouble. if you had a rep at all, you could not go to Poly because right. I, I remember I already knew I couldn't go there. It would be a lot of fights, you know. And so, uh, but we put Milliken on the map. We changed the entire game of what high school looked like when we arrived. We didn't go to school. We arrived. Right. <laughs> like, oh, my God. We arrived. Like, oh, my God. Like a spaceship in landing. And remember Mo Bounce to the house and, and Sugar Hill Gang was out. We was, the, we was rapping on the bus. And remember the bus driver? The cool bus driver that Herb. 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 would let Herb. us get high and sit yep. on the bus. Let us get high. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan, remember we tried to make our uh, original Playboys and they fucking, they got us, they beamed us up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can have a club and all that and shit like that. We ain't got that game that sock out, made all that money. We ain't seen not a dime. Not a dime. I mean, they were supposed to give us all that shit. They fucked us over. <laughs> We had that bitch. We had that motherfucker rocking too. Rocking. We got bad talk. And, 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 and brothers did get mad when they said they got to take the shoes off and, and made us turn it into a sock hop. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good life. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, he always going to dip his hand in somewhere, though. I give him that, though. That motherfucker got a game plan. Yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah. cold piece. Pre- we was pretty popular too. I mean, we was we were the popular students on yeah. the move on campus. I never boy, oh, boy, you can't get no bolder than we were. How do you smoke weed right in front of the fucking vice principal's office or the uh, principal? Yeah, remember we used to sit on the grass right behind yep. the window, and we'd be out there like ten of us just getting high. <laughs> Getting high. But remember the principal. <laughs> but remember the principal. I remember. Uh, I was working in the office, and the principal was an alcoholic. No, and she was. She was a, that was a bike. Was she wasn't the principal. 
She wasn't a principal. She was either a counselor or a vice she principal. Or something like she that. had a drinking problem. She was yeah, like a little uh, 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 Irish lady or something. Black she hair. I remember she had black yep. hair. Yep. Yeah, Miss James. Irish, Her name was Miss yep. James. Yeah, James. I remember she, she had, had a drinking problem. She me a couple times. She came out in the hallway drunk and shit. She came out in the hallway drunk and tripped out. And then yeah. what was I got a fire. Mr. Vilt. I got a fire. Yeah, Mr. Vilt. That's the one I used to Mr. Vilt. Who, the narc? Nah, the, the vice president. Wait, wait, wait. Remember that little short dude? He was short and brown skinned, but he had bad skin. He had a little afro, but he was dressed like Superfly. He was a narc. I cannot. He was short. Yeah, he was yeah. brown skin with a little afro, and he was dressed like a little superfly clothes. <laughs> and he was a narc. He used to be on our ass. What was the white dude's name? He was a. He was in charge of him. That's the one who used to pay us for working at lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. He used to ride that bike. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Did we had got to know him so good. By the twelfth grade, everybody we he used to take, he used to bring it to us and <laughs> give it to us. Ain't that something? Yeah, because remember we Ain't had fourth and fifth period lunch. Because in between, we had to clean up the quad <laughs> and take the trash out and all that stuff. And then he'd break us off like every Thursday, like about thirty or forty bucks each. Damn. Yep. Thirty or forty bucks back then. Yeah. Do you remember back then you could get a cheeseburger, French fry, and a soda for a dollar ten from yeah. McDonald's? We we were going and buying shoes, tennis shoes, and sweatsuits and shit. Them Ti sweatsuits. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember selling in thrifties. We sold from thrifties constantly. Oh, uh, all and, and the Newberries. time. Newberries, Newberries, Newberries. No, remember we used to steal out that little sporting goods, the little shoe store. We used to put the shoes in the box. It come out with the new shoes. Put the old shoes in the box. <laughs> I remember we when we used to steal from Value Village. <laughs> we used to be in the used used store still. Still is out the used store, yeah. I downtown Long Beach Pine, downtown Long Beach Pine, I stole off of it. I stole out of everything, motherfucker. And the store, I said, Woolworth, Woolworth, what is that? Jeans Woolworth. Hey, look, Woolworth. we used to rob yeah. Alpha Beta so bad in the morning because they used to keep the liquor right there. They they shut the side door down. Yeah, like, they, they did. Yeah, you can even yeah, go right in did. and out that door no more. <laughs> we were coming to school and with Fissa McCarthy. Party and shit. And <laughs> mm. remember Easy Liquor? Easy yeah. Liquor. Store. Oh, yeah. Easy <laughs> Liquor on Easy Street. Oh, my God. We just stole <laughs> off that so, so much. Especially going to the hutch. On our way oh, to the hutch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the way to the hutch. The good old days. Mm-hmm. It was the good old days. So this phone is going to cut off in about 10 minutes. All right, we'll be at our feet. It's three in the morning out here. Yeah. It's three o'clock in the morning. What's your what's your pets doing? What's your pets doing? They knocked out. All of them. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Who up there fucking with? Way the f
I'm asking you who you up there fucking with. I know your horny ass. You up there doing something. I'm shocked every Friday night you make it to the show. Yeah, she got My little little fuck buddy, she ain't nobody, nothing nothing spectacular. (laughs) It's a little fuck buddy. When I call, she know what I want. Yeah, well, that's how you always seem to pick them, though, you know? <laughs> you always pick them that way. You got to have what you want. Yeah, you got to get what you want. Shit. We yeah, got, I, I didn't get to tell I want you something guys. meaningful, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking for something meaningful, but I can't find her. Well, you know, you're an extravagant kind of person, for, uh, Lawless. You're a little extravagant, so you're looking for a needle in a haystack. Yeah, true that. True that. You're looking for I'm a needle in the I'm a firm believer. I ain't going to argue with you on that. Mm-hmm. I know. I've been knowing you a lot of years. I done checked out your text. I know already. I'm going to bring something with me. Look, if I don't bring something with me for you, I'm going to pick it up while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you something. Well, be happy to the motherfucker. You're going to be paying for my ticket to come back again. Like, uh-uh, my girl got to come back again because every time she come, my ticket right. <laughs> hmm and, and and Rod out there, where my girl at? The four. She in there laying down. Nah, she up. Wonder what she That's my got girl. Back. She was in L.A. They had a uh, performance. They opened up for uh, Howard Hewitt or somebody. Uh no. Really? I love Howard Hewitt. Yeah, and uh, somebody else uh, who got a new cutout. Uh, damn, what's her name? I don't know, but it was a big old major concert. And uh, she went to a concert. Yeah, so they they did the good for her. They opened up the show for them. Did about five yeah. songs. Oh, that's um, nice. What the weather? What's the weather? Weather, yeah, Shit, it's getting hotter out here. We're gonna be hitting the ni- high 90s next week, bro. See, all that winter shit is over with. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's, Look, you know, it's over a few snakes. Maybe, maybe right now, right now, yeah, it's probably about 65 degrees. Okay, like I said, it's, it's 10 minutes to three. It's 80 degrees. Get the hell out of here. Is that right? I got my door. I'm sitting in the living room. I'm sitting in the living room with my door still wide open, windows open, and fans going. It's hot as a motherfucker, I'm telling you. Then what time is it going to be when the daytime comes, if it's 80 degrees right now? It's probably going to reach up high, honey. Oh, see, you just, now I said I was coming to visit, but let me say this. Uh, I, you gonna have to tell me to. I cannot. I don't want. Is it human? Something. Well, today it is, but yeah, it got that. It's not that sticky, sticky Kentucky hot, but no. But uh, it it gets humid. But if you come out here, don't worry. I'm gonna go turn the air on. I'm coming though. I'm. You think I'm playing, and I'm not. I am. They got that humid weather out there though too. Yeah. Yeah, that shit ain't no joke. When it be 90, it's like a different 90 out there than it is here. Mm-hmm. 
But you in the valley, like, uh, too. Um, yeah, right, but we like got dry heat country. here. Yeah, this shit is a, a wet. Yeah, they got humid. It's yeah, like right. if you mop the floor on a, like my hardwood floors, if I mop the floor right now, it still look like it's wet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And we're cold as hell out here. It's probably about 38 degrees. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's about 38 degrees out here right now. Yeah. See, this is the time every year, ever since I've been here, every year at this time right here, that's when I take all the blankets off. I sleep in a, in a room with nothing but sheet. It'd be too hot. And it's crazy. They was talking about some storms coming your way. Oh, yeah. We just had one yesterday. Yeah, because that's about, this is around the time when I, I got there. I got there in April, like around the second week of April, and I spent all that time. It was snow. It was snow everywhere and shit. Oh no! Yeah, when I got to North Damn. Carolina, and then the snow oh. went away around the end of May. It all melted by June. It was like muggy heat, mm-hmm. stuff I never felt before. I have never the felt before. Yeah. He said, "I didn't know what to think." <laughs> this is this is this is this is nothing, boy. Because um, when I was in now Kentucky, got that real, real, real just muggy shit where you can come fresh out the shower and feel like you just sticky, just oh, uh, just oh my god, uh, draining type heat. Oh, thank you for making me really want to come visit you. California. I mean, here in North Carolina, it's 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 a, a hot, humid, and just be it be the sun just like relentless. She's, yeah. she, but then it'll turn around and rain. You are not helping. It'll turn around, around and rain. Yeah, it'll turn around and rain, and then it'll be like. It make its own fog and shit like it's steaming off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it, but I, I mean, I like it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Do each yeah, you get used to it. Obviously, obviously. But it's not all year round. It's just, you know, it's just yeah. Short little spit. I, I just think it's a trip that you traveled that you even left California and went out there. And I mean, you haven't just been there before you got there. You were what in Philadelphia? Pennsylvania, yeah, and uh, Pennsylvania. York, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what I was gonna be at. And how long you been there? Where you are now? Three years. Yeah, cause you've been I gone. Just, what about seven? You or eight? Um, left right I, around I, the time I left. About six. About six. Mhm. Last time I see you was at oh five. Yup. Yeah. And I left and there in 10. Yeah, I seen you in 09, right when mm-hmm. I left. And I left in the next year in 10, 2010. Yeah. This out of Hey, remember your boy, Justin? Whatever happened to him? Washington or Ward? The one we went to school with. In Ward? He was from That's Ward. Buddy. That was, I thought that was Ron's buddy. Nah. Dexter Ward was your buddy, Fred. Nah, Dexter Ward was my buddy. I'm talking about the other Dexter, the dark-skinned one. Y'all used to come to school Dexter. together. Oh, Dexter Coom. Coom, yeah. Yeah, that's Dexter. Yeah, that's, uh, Fred, yeah what Fred. happened to Fred him? Fred hung out with him. 
Fred. What happened to that dude? Oh, his phone Fred must have blacked out. the line, <laughs> which means which mean we next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went out with a bang, though. He's like, this the crow. <laughs> Last words and shit. <laughs> that nigga said chrome, slick. Here's <laughs> that nail, slick. I'm waiting to see what else he's going to say. He was getting ready to tell you the whole story. He told me a story, too, about the one you asked him about. Yeah. Like, that nigga went gangster. Because he told me, I asked about him, too. He said... And I couldn't believe it. He said that nigga started selling drugs and went straight gangster. That's and now true. he ain't here to. Yeah, yeah that's what you he know told what? me because I asked about him. Look, well, we got to look. When I look, he was staying down the street from us with um that fool who killed uh, KJ's sister. Who killed, uh, uh, remember Ke- Kevin James' sister? Uh, what was her name? Shonda Peterson. Yeah. Shonda Pearson or Peterson. Right. In the in the hotel, look they look they were slanging weed out of there right there off of Redondo and Anaheim, right in the apartment. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where mm-hmm. he killed her at, right? It was his woman. So the dude, like you know, I was getting weed from him and stuff. Dexter be over there, stay so had some fine weed, but he was kind of off, right? Not Dexter, but the dude, right? right. And he got into it with somebody, one of the homies, right? And I was like, oh shit, it's on, like. But then, uh, I don't know, somehow I got squashed. I said, this motherfucker's crazy, right? Who? Now, are this. you talking about Dexter or the dude who killed Shonda? The dude who killed Shonda. What is that little motherfucker that he was short? He was shorter than her. Now, uh this dude was kind of kind of heavy set. He was <laughs> short but heavy set. He was stocky, but he was she was yeah, tall. Yeah, he was heavy set. He was about, my, he was si- he was about I- my height. He I was, he was shorter than Shonda, though. He, she was tall. Shonda was tall. Right, right. Shonda was taller than... Shonda was tall. But the dude, I cannot think of his name. He was short and stocky. I can't think of his name either, but I said, because he used to stay right down the street when I stayed on Cedar at 21st, when uh when AJ was born. When AJ was born. Oh, I remember when y'all stayed over there in the Wrigley District. I was right. coming over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because uh, we used to have cookouts and all that. And then yep. uh, 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 he was staying on the next block. And I used to go over there and get weed from him all the time. And Dexter stayed down there with him. So I used to go down and there and blow with him. And you the difference in Dexter? No, nah, he was still the same. At the, this is like in like 87, 88. So he was still like the same. Yeah, but you know? this is when I talked to uh, Fred. We talked about towards the end. This was right before I moved out here, and I was asking him about Dexter Croon, the dark one, because uh, he had the sister. She was dark and fat. Yeah, that was his exactly. Sister, Danita. Dexter, Danita. Danita, I think her yeah. name was. Yeah. But Danita anyway, um, yeah, he was telling me like he had started selling drugs and had kind of like went gangster. I was like, what? And, and they. If I remember right, they might have kind of fell out him and Fred a little bit because he oh, just yeah. switched up. And when Fred, when I asked him the story, I couldn't even believe what he was saying. I'm like, what? 
I remember saying, what, Baxter? He was like, hell yeah. And there was a North Long Beach. He was staying up in the North Long Beach area. Right. At the time, I believe Fred was telling me the story. Mm-hmm. People change. Yeah. People get tired of bullshit. He used to take a lot of shit at Milliken. He used to kind of get clowned. I know, because I remember clowning him a little bit. And, 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 and Fred would say, he had a crush on you, too. And I remember him and Fred both did. And they would kind of, but I remember clowning him a little bit. He was quiet inside and passive-like. Yeah, he was. In, yeah. in Milliken. Mm-hmm. But when he got older, I guess he. It all came out of him. It all, it happens. <laughs> People would change, boy. They'd be like, well, that was you. <laughs> like resilience. <laughs> hey, look, I was on, I had got off of Facebook, but the other day I went on Facebook and Tony, Tony posted, um, Tony posted a post about me on Facebook about some shit that I said about God, right? Now, I'm thinking, nigga, Tony, I ain't seen you in almost 20 years. <laughs> you on Facebook posting some shit I said about 20 fuck years ago. I was going to call you because I wanted to read to you what he said. Hopefully the phone won't cut off. <laughs> this nigga went on Facebook and put my name on blast. He said, Lovely Bones told me. Something I will never forget, and it was something about uh, this out God blue, being huh? a man or something. It was something about God being a man or something, and I'm like, no, he didn't. And when he posted it, um, nobody made one comment. Like nobody, and I, like one because what he said that I said, but I mean, I stand by my shit. And so when he said it and I realized nobody posted, or I said, Tony, ain't nobody going to say one fucking word um, about this post you just made that I said. Ain't nobody going to touch this. Wait, Why did he put it, though? I don't know. I'm looking for it right now. He said this out the blue, huh? He might have took it down. I'm looking at his page right now. Yeah, it just came out the blue. I'm like, nigga, I ain't even talked to you and I don't know how long. <laughs> and now you just gonna go on Facebook and said, Lovely Bones to my girl, my home girl, my homie. I mean he gave me mad props. Um, but I still couldn't believe he said the shit. Seriously. I see he took it down. He took that shit down. He like <laughs> And I'm 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 glad kinda he took it down, but I just posted to give myself support because I noticed whatever he posted. He said something you just don't wanna this ain't about the post he did with me, but he just posted this the other day. Some things you just don't wanna see, especially over and over time again. I will never understand another person's sickness for posting twisted, horrible shit. Who wants to see it? It's who's posting it. You're a sick motherfucker promoting it. <laughs> that was Tom said. He just posted that uh, <laughs> last week. He said you a sick motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is being stripped. He said. Here's a, he said. When was the last time? 
money or a person made it to you when you were alone, broke, and at home. Hmm. It's a beautiful day to get something to go your way. Get up and get out. What? That ain't the post I was trying to read. I'm trying to find this post he made about me. He took it down. Oh, no, here it is. He just did it on Sunday. This is what he said. Thinking about being checked years ago. That's how he started it. Thinking about being checked years ago. I'm like, really? Thinking about being checked years ago from the home sister Lady Lovely Bone Show with some real subliminal is God a male or female? You seen God? Question mark. I haven't seen God? Question mark. Why mostly is it that we lean to God being a man for? Have we been fooled by being subliminalized, laughing my ass off, the way God treats me, I can go along with God being a lady, and that's for sure. Who will put their money on or life that God is a man? And that's a fact. Be careful where you stand and get got your info or subliminal. But it's a fact, my life, and hasn't been subliminalized, and no surprise. Even though I never met or seen God with my own eyes, it's a fact and not a feel realize God and karma is real. So I'm thinking, why would he attach my name to the beginning of this? Thinking about being checked years ago from home sister lady lovely bone show. <laughs> say what you want to say. You ain't got to <laughs> put me in to clarify the shit you get ready to say next. Why are you going to start it with thinking about being checked by the ago, years ago from home sister lady? Home sister lady, lovely bone show. Like, right, what made him start with that? <laughs> yeah, why you got to put my name? <laughs> Tony. I guess he thought he was going to get him some props. <laughs> and nobody said a word but me and him. He ain't nobody <clears throat> said a word. I said, you see, ain't nobody touched this post. He said, they can't go real. He said, I said, uh, you see, ain't nobody touched this post laughing my ass off. He said, they can't go real. And deeper than Atlantis, home sister lady, laughing my ass off. <laughs> let me be <laughs> Wait, let me <laughs> He sound like undercover brother. Home <laughs> <Soul> sister lady. <laughs> <laughs> She <laughs> got you a white girl over there somewhere, brother. <laughs> Dipping the mayonnaise, what you doing? <laughs> 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 Your post and said God is energy. I'm good with that. 
You see, ain't nobody touched his post that for my ass off. <laughs> and he said, they can't go real and deeper than Atlantis. He said, deeper than Atlantis. <laughs> okay, I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> they can't go real. <laughs> they can't go real and deeper than Atlantis. Home sister lady. That's my ass off. Hey, definitely. Oh, sister lady, laughing my ass off. Let it be no surprise. Most are monkeys. <laughs> please, listen, please listen to what I'm reading to you. Please, please, please listen to what I'm reading to you. What this nigga responded. This nigga said... <laughs> Tony told to leave that said, medical marijuana alone, boy. No, wait. Let, let, me just finish, let me just finish what he said. He getting the he wrong thing. He said, they, they can't go real. And deeper than Atlantis, home sister lady, laughing my ass off, let it be no surprise. Most are monkeys and suck being subliminalized. It is something that makes me think all the time. All our lives we have been brainwashed from being subliminalized. It's why I open up brain. It's why I open up my brain and why I open up my mind. For those that selling God cheap with that subliminalized monkey herd, <laughs> so monkey says. <laughs> so so monkey, so monkey says God is good too. Step your relationship up, and He will be a more than a monkey phrase to you. <laughs> so what it is, he trying to express this new word. He trying to put out subliminal lies. I ain't never yes. heard that word. Me How many either. times did he put it? About three or four times. Four, and I wish you could see the way he spelt it. I wish you could see the way he spelt it. I wish you could see the way he I told you, when you when you try to present something, you feel like a king. Didn't I say that earlier? Uh, <laughs> he got him a new word, <laughs> subliminal life. <laughs> and you got to see the way he spelt it. It is phenomenal. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture So what I'm going to do Because you have to see this for yourself I think. I'm going to take a picture of this shit The whole thing And then I'm going to send it to you And I want Because really you have to read through the whole thing And and I haven't commented back yet To his response Because I'm not going to leave my brother hanging I know where he's trying to go with this and I know that I, I can tell by the post that ain't nobody feeling them because ain't nobody saying a goddamn word. He did get, he did, he did. When you tell me, bro, put on there, look, undercover brother, I got you. No, I would say, look, Rob said he feel you. <laughs> He gonna call me if you put that ass full. Call me right I away. I would say Rod. He feels so. Four people: me, April Higgins, and and a nigga named James Engelman. And then Tony liked his own post. You know, James? we all liked. It. Who? James Engelman. Uh uh-uh. uh. 
from yeah, he used to live right there on Delta, right by Garfield, with the Garfield, with the Stevens, light skinned dude. Probably Describe mixed. Describe some more light skinned and what? Probably mixed. Um, damn, let me see. Now, he was kind of quiet though. I think he is a year older than us though. Well, let me look at his picture. Let me look at his picture. Okay. Yeah, he like Joe Pearson in them age. Oh, so he's about a, like year a year so older above. than us, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Let me see what he looks like, James Engelman. Yeah, he light skinned. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember he played on my baseball team when I was in Little League. Oh, him? Yeah. Yeah, I always thought something was wrong with his ass. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of weird. I think he mm-hmm. was a single child, though. He didn't have no brothers or sisters. Mm-hmm. I remember him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to stand up here like he hard. <laughs> well, he clicked on it. <laughs> he clicked like on he actually did he make a comment? I think he made a comment. Mm-mm. James Inkleman. It's just a trip. The only reason I haven't really responded back. It's because you had told me. Now, I really see where Tony is coming from, though, with what he posted. I was just shocked that. Here's the thing. I don't remember having this conversation with Tony, number one. <laughs> and that's the first problem. I don't remember. The oh. second thing is that. If I had this conversation with Tony, do you know how long it's been since I've seen Tony? It's been almost 20 years. That's a long-ass time. At least 15. At least 15 years. So when did I say this to you? And why is it 15 years later, you just now putting it on Facebook? But That's what you should take me back. When, that's what you should respond back saying, when did we talk about that? <laughs> but somebody else, I thought it was you, it could be fun. Somebody else told me that Tony said that me and him had this conversation. Before I seen him post it, like, I thought it was you, but it could be a It person. probably it was me, because I remember we I talked about this before, mm-hmm. a while back. Because mm-hmm. I think and we I was having a conversation Tony, about Tony something that was similar to that. And then Tony Nine came up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe it was you we told. It'd just be nice. I just don't remember having the conversation, but I know we had it because it's exactly something I would say. Exactly. Yeah. So I know I had the conversation with him. And my response to it was basically because I, I get where you're going to. It's just that it just it's not that God has. I mean, we know that. It's it's no, you know, uh, uh, male or female when it comes to the creator, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just since man is the one that's always writing about it, 
you know, when you look in the scriptures, the book of this guy, the book of that guy, you know, it's not many books named after women. You know what I'm saying? So all right. the scriptures are usually from a man, you know, a prophet man, but there was females who were prophets too, but they don't get as much, you know, recognition. So a male is, you know, like I, I think I kind of was trying to bring something up about that in the show. You were. You, know, you were. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like I say, when somebody gets something, like Tony got this new word, subliminalize. So he can right. be a god for a while. We, if, if people start using the word, he can say, yeah, I'm the one who started people saying that. Or I started right. wearing these red Nikes. Or I right. what I'm saying. So they want to get creditability for that. So imagine the Pharaoh or imagine Caesar. You know what I'm saying? Or imagine these kings who probably came with this technology or Hitler or whoever it was, right? Right. You know, who came with this technology, they're going to stand on top because everybody's going to be looking up to him. Oh, he created right. the cell phone. Or he's mm-hmm. Bill Gates. He created Microsoft. Or You know what I'm saying? So they get to be yes, king for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means in their own head, you know, is they can do whatever they want. They like a God. So it's written in the Bible exactly. like that. It's written in the Bible like that. Oh, he ate the fruit. Now he has become as a God. Exactly. So these are things that, you know, now this is what people get pissed off at me about. Because I say, okay, let's go to your pastor and see how he translates this. Because he loved to talk mm. about a few little scriptures in there right, that, that right. we've been dwelled on from our grandparents and all this stuff. Exactly. But it's a whole bunch of stuff written in here. That's Why you don't talk speak about on. this? Mm-hmm. Why That's you don't true. break this down? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you know, I can say whatever I want. Let's go to that man and see what he got to say. But they, break them, down, mm-hmm, they break down the shit that's relevant to control. Right. And it'd only be about five words because they know too many of them. You're going to have too many damn questions for that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They just do one Mhm. One short sentence. Yep. Mhm. That's true. Yeah, it's so just. You know, it's always funny for a description of a person to never be made in the Bible that you automatically call him he, but it ain't funny when you think that the Bible was written by man. Well, that's what people don't realize. And some of them men were crooked. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we're not really reading the the whole truth. Because in some parts it say that God is not male or female. All right. Right. Why does it keep saying he? And then you put a capital letter in front of the A, so it's a capital H and a he, so you know it ain't just he as a regular man, it's he is God. Exactly. I'm like, see, so you're already confusing this. So right. when you, you know, that's why, you know, you call it the dummy down system. I call it K through 12, but it's all the same thing. Take your little right. young tender ass when you don't know shit yep. and start giving you all these fucking lies. Humpty Dumpty. Yep. And all, you know, like ain't no truth in any of it. But all they really doing is making sure you stay a slave so you can get them eight hours and we got your kids. Exactly. So you don't got to worry about, oh, I can't come to work because I got to watch my kid. No, we got them. Yeah. You're going to be at work. Yeah. 
and we made a nursery rhyme for that. There was a little woman who lived in a shoe. Yep. Yep. No, we got a nursery rhyme for your monkey ass every got time a you try not to come to for work and get played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a nursery rhyme or a show that you can relate to for your monkey ass. So, right. And then it don't matter if somebody dies, if a ghost is haunting you, if you can fly through the sky, it don't matter. If you remarry and have other kids, you still gonna keep going to work. Be the Go slave. to work. That's all they need you to do. Don't be concerned with nothing mm-hmm. else. So when they teach your kids, like, okay, you gotta have my kids all this time, and the only job you could give them is this. Mm-hmm. You know, all they hopes and dreams in it, but instead of saying that, we don't even question it. We say, oh, go to work, get up, be happy you got a job. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't what you was telling me when I was in the sixth grade, talking about you can exactly. be anything you fucking want to be. Exactly. All right, well, I want to be a fireman. What happened to that? Shit. <laughs> well, it didn't fit into the system. Didn't you know? fit into you didn't the system. Fit the, didn't fit. You didn't fit the curriculum to be a fireman, you know? So go be a pimp. There you go. That's easy. I don't even need school Mm -hmm. for that. (laughs) Because we do such a good job of belittling women all through the Bible. Up until the time you've grown, you know, the Bible teaches you to belittle women. Yeah, it do. That's why women don't like the Bible too much. Mm -hmm. It promotes that. They'll hold it, but they don't want to read it because when they read it, it's nothing really, it's not too much good. About uh-huh. women in the Bible. Uh-huh. The best thing that a woman done in the Bible was fuck the snake before Adam did. Right. When she bit the apple, that was the last of her power. Mm-hmm. So what it taught you, like a nursery rhyme, is that a woman's weakness turned everything upside down. The moment she bit the apple, everything got fucked up. How different is that than a nursery rhyme? Jack and Jill went up the hill. And here go my Jack and Jill theory. If Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water, Jack fell down and broke his crown. Now, how did Jill fall? It's right. Just Follow your damn husband. You know what? Don't fall down after his ass. Go the other way. <laughs> uh, but no, she just came tumbling down after his <laughs> That just sounds stupid to me. <laughs> Those are some bull crap. Why she got to fall? Because he fell. Right. It teaches you to follow your man. Yeah, so they already start now, building in now, your head. Now, you want to bet if Jill was the first one to fall, they wouldn't have said, and Jack came tumbling after. How much you want to bet? Jack, when the cat is tumbling after, he'd be like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> yeah, she just fell, and the nursery rhyme would have ended right there. Uh, yeah. just would have ended right there. <laughs> 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 and Jill fell down the end. It wouldn't have been nothing else. The bitch just fell. And everybody would have been like, that's just one stupid bitch. Exactly. But he talked to fell. And because he fell, you just went tumbling after. Because what a, what affects his his life obviously affects yours. The the point though is why would you teach three and four year olds a nursery rhyme about a, a a bitch falling down a hill after a man and an old woman living in a shoe 
and and all the other nursery rhymes. We and Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. Uh, he had a great fall. All the king horses, all the king man. Like, what's the point of telling it then? What's yeah, the Prince. nursery rhyme about if if he fell? Couldn't nobody help us that. Where's the encouragement? They're imprinting a program. Yes. It's an imprint. Of defeat. Because of defeat. what's going to happen is, what it is, is like, okay, like, you know, like, okay, let's take a computer because our bodies are just like a computer, right? So when you hit a certain keystroke on a computer, you can bring up certain information. Like a vast right. amount of information will come up just off those few keystrokes, Right. So all they're doing is stroking you, right? So they're already setting, they're programming that keystroke in, right? Mm-hmm. So as you grow older, when them keystrokes hit, the program oh. comes up to guide you. That's right. So like, okay, all right, so somebody may say, okay, well, what does Humpty Dumpty mean? Okay, all right, you're looking mm-hmm. at something that can break that can't be put back together again. We well, could take that as black people. Mm-hmm. We ain't black Where the hell is a black flag at? Mm-hmm. What country do we stake our flag at? That's right. not a culture. Mm-hmm. We can't be put back together again. That's right. We'll never figure out what our language and who and what we're supposed to be eating and, and the type of clothes that our country and the, the histories that go back thousands of years that our ancestors... You know, right. and the, the, the the biggest thing we can think of is slavery. So when right. you be sweating them teachers about what right. my kids want to learn this kind of history, they be like, shit, all we know is to teach their ass is slavery. Shit, what the fuck do you think else we know? Mm-hmm. You know True saying? that. And then our, that. our kids don't want to learn that, but then you sweating them people like, well, we don't have any other curriculum. We don't know where the hell they came from. Mm-hmm. We don't know where y'all exactly. came from. We can't sit there and tell you that in your face. Right. It's a different era. You know, he might get the ass whooped. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but truth of the matter is, that's probably really what they would truthfully want to say, not in an offensive way, but in a truthful way. In retrospect, yeah. Because if you was white, what would you tell a black person? Well, this right. is, you know, damn, I mean, like, shit, I, I was grew up in this too. You know, right. I wasn't the one uh, 500 years ago with a whip beating the slaves. I was born the same time you was born. Exactly. And I can't really look back as far as you looking back, you know, because this is just how it is. Okay? Mm. But what our question should be is, all right, you see it's unfair, right? When is you going to release that unfairness instead of passing it on to your kids and this shit just continues? That's a real question. But nobody wants to address that. Because that might kick off some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> might be another yeah. Rodney yeah. King ride yeah, behind a, a question like that. You know, it's funny how people want to question shit, but the fear of questioning. Yeah, that's um, a major one. You know, and, and that's why I think when I go to these uh, community events that I go to, that people always want me to come and represent their organization in a way it's because I'm not afraid to push those buttons. You know, I'm very transparent. I, you know, I learned how to not curse and stuff like I used to do when I go talk. But I'm very transparent in my belief. And I believe that all I'm saying is what you think, but you're afraid to say. Mm -hmm. And when I say it, people are so happy that I said it 
That's why they come run up to me at the end of every event like, oh, my God, you know, deep inside, I said what you was already feeling, but you were afraid to say. Afraid to say. Mm-hmm. You just were afraid to say it. The fear factor, you know. It goes back to that fear factor, and it goes back to what they were saying today about bias, being biased. You know, this country does an exceptional job of imposing fear on its people in order to get what it wants. And people will vote shit in that it's not good for us based off of the fear that's been imposed on us. Right. So when the three strikes law came out, you know, they said, oh, we're going to clean it up and get rid of crime is high. Is that a higher rate? Homicide is high. You put so much fear in people about homicide, you coerce them into voting for something that wasn't real. It was, it was. Do you want to hear some real fear? Okay. I do. The first time that California voted to legalize marijuana, right? This was before Mm -hmm. Colorado and Washington got theirs. Right, mm-hmm. we was gonna be the first ones. We had steam going. We had all kind of stuff going. Rallies. We mean in California. California, yeah, we was pushing the voters and everything, right? And then they was, you know, how they be having their projections and their polls. Talking about, oh, it looks like this might pass, and then we got a lot of people pushing for it, right? Well, the day before election day, the Fed said, if y'all pass that law, we gonna come in and turn everything inside out in California. And the next day, we lost the vote by 4%. Get the hell out of here. We lost the vote by 4%. Unbelievable. The following year, wait, the following year, we didn't have a program together, but Washington and Colorado did. See how they go? Colorado and Washington was the first state to legalize marijuana. And they didn't even get threatened like California did. See how that goes? See how that happens? So, yeah, they they can install fear. They can install fear. Because everybody knows Mm -hmm. California should have been the first state to legalize marijuana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should always lead the way. Yeah. Especially since it's three states in one. You got anyway. your south, your middle, and your north. It's basically three states in one. How would it not be the first? How did Washington, because we beat y'all, and we yeah. so tiny. We so tiny up here compared to California. The powers that be, that's all I can say. They stopped it. You know what I'm saying? Still a part of fear factor. Yeah, they install fear because when they said if if y'all vote and that law passes, the feds was gonna come and turn the marijuana law inside out. It probably wouldn't be what it is today if we would have voted mm-hmm. that. If we would have voted mm-hmm. against them, because they would have shut it all down. They said they was coming to shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And no they medical, no nothing, and they gonna throw the, our state into the bucket. I'm like, man, that's messed up. Just like they got that thing about the. Uh, you know, um, the uh, what do they call it? The sanctuary state. What? What's the sanctuary state? Okay, Donald Trump passes immigration law, right? Mm-hmm. Some states have figured out a way around it, right? Oh, Where they Washington don't have Washington is one of them. California is mm-hmm. one of them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys one of them mm-hmm. too. Now, yep. 
So what Trump did, he said any sanctuary states ain't getting no federal funding. funding. So right now, funding. y'all federal, y'all right. struggling for federal money just like we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like to see how that shit turn out. I well, like they're trying to work it out. They're that. trying to say it's unconstitutional. Yeah, it's going to court right now. Yeah, it's going to court. They're trying to say it's mm-hmm. unconstitutional, but Trump don't give a fuck. He like, look. It's unconstitutional to not follow a federal law, even though mm-hmm. these states have a right to enforce their own laws, but any conflicting laws should go to the feds. But, you know, given the way that this country was set up, that can't happen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a little bit, I ain't going to lie, I agree with them on this one issue. There are like one or two issues, I have to admit, I do agree with the man on, but I also understand that he uses these tactics are used as a port of division, you right. know. So you have to be careful. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people like, oh, yeah, even black people. Get the Mexicans out of here. They But that's part of it. That's part of the Willie Lynchon and the division. You know, we're probably stronger with or at least people of color with the Hispanics here because one thing that they do, from what I see by doing community work, they are a far more involved ethnic group than any other group of color that I see in this state. The Hispanics really lead the way in being involved in legislative changes, more so than African Americans. And I'm like, uh, right before I left my job, uh, we had a multicultural group. It was Hispanic, Somalian, Vietnamese, Hispanic, Somalian, Vietnamese, and African American. The Hispanics far surpassed us in their legislative participation and in their community outreach of making change than the other cultures who have been here, or I would say us, black people. So I'm like, why does my homegirl, because we were friends, you know, my coworker who is Hispanic, we hang out, drink, party, share hotel rooms when we travel for work. Um, Why does her group succeed? And it's because they actually participate in a way that black people used to participate back in the day. We yeah, because Martin Luther King had us participating in it when it we came We have become, yes, we have become very laxidocious. Um, yeah. Very laxidocious to where we, we, we had gotten comfortable because we made some progress, we slacked off. And so they are where we are years ago. And so their progress looks deep, and they have surpassed us because of our slack off. We have basically slacked off on getting, we, yeah, we'll get out there and protest if somebody get killed or something, certain events. That's certain not political, things, though. But it's not political. Yeah, that's not but political. But it's not political. And the Hispanics are participating in the political forum right. that the white people are bending over backwards to support them because the statistics show that their participation is worthy of a grant. And so white people are getting a lot of grant money to support the Hispanic community because the statistics show that they're participating. So a lot of the money that they used to get from black people participating is falling off because we're no longer participating the way we used to do. You have to show the numbers to get the money. So a part of my problem with that is why, and and this is another thing I'll be pushing when I go to these meetings, 
We got to stop them from getting grant funding to fund our communities. We should be getting that grant money. We should be supporting our own communities. White people should not be getting money to support black communities. Black people should be getting grant money to support their own, but they're not doing it. Hispanic people are. Somalians, the refugees, the immigrants get more grant money to support their community than African Americans because we're not even out there applying for the grant. Yeah, we, we've how. been so willy lit. We don't know how. And that's why today, before the show, I spent eight hours. I woke up at eight, I woke up at six thirty this morning to be a part of an eight o'clock meeting on how to get a grant funding in diverse communities, thinking it's gonna help me learn how to get a grant because remember what I talked about creating black wealth. I'm really trying to get out there and push that, not just talk about it. But I said, okay, if I'm really want to be serious, I learn I have to learn how to get grant writing, get the money, and then go to these investors. So let me start here, um, which is what I did today. And 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 when I participated in this, I spent eight, of the eight hours, six hours was just talking. It had nothing to do with writing grants. And the last two hours did. But by the time we got to the last two hours, I checked out because I was so mad that you made me spend six hours listening to this bullshit when I thought the whole eight hours was going to be about how to get this thing done. But what I learned is something I always see, and it's that the Hispanic numbers are far higher in participation of legislative events than black numbers. And that's why they're getting funded. And that's why Hispanics are getting help more right now. And black people are like, I'm so mad. The Mexicans are getting everything. They're getting everything because they participate and we just slacked off in this area. We didn't get comfortable. Yeah, they're critics. Critics. Yeah, the Mexican is the new Nikki. Yes. Yes. How you get what I mean when I say the new Nikki? We're fighting against them not being here because their participation is helping us. Right. In in a, I mean, it's, it's undercutting us in a way. It is very undercutting us because they're getting more funding than us right now. You know, they're more sustainable business-wise. Business-wise, you know. It's a fucked-up game. Well, they come from a country that, you know, they were into that. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to look at it like this, you know, we're still struggling with just being who we are and trying to figure it out. You know, my best story on this is, you know, we just started really getting into money after 1865, after they freed slaves. So we're still struggling with economics while they've been dealing with it for thousands of years. Just because they're here in this country doesn't mean they forgot where they come from. We don't remember anything. And well, there's we look back. And a, a part of the difference is that they wanted to come here and we came here against our will. We but, we but arrived. They came here. Here's the difference. Against our they will. They came here, here. They came here with their culture and their history. Exactly. Where ours has been forgotten. So we exactly. don't get to we don't get to do the things that we were doing before we got here. Yeah. Where they're doing the things that before they got here, they're still doing the same things as what they were doing when they were weren't here. Yes, 
You're absolutely right. We're coming out of slavery. See, so we don't remember anything that we used to do before that, where if we did, we'd be in deep economics with our our continent over there in Africa, and we'd be dealing stuff here from Africa, from all of the countries. Because, see, they came here with their language, and we came here and lost ours. And there, we lost ours when we got yeah. here. And right. so you don't see people going to, you don't see white people going to school to learn African language to help no. our immigrants, but you see them going to school to learn Hispanic because it helps promote job security. Yeah, they're here. The person knows speak, how to yeah, speak speaking both language. languages, it's on. But you ain't getting that in African. Oh, if you learn how to speak African, you get a promotion. No, you ain't getting shit. Yeah, we oh, don't know how to speak know? African. The Mexicans don't know. know how to speak Spanish. Exactly. So, of course, it makes sense to learn Spanish, but why learn to speak an African language when we not even speaking that shit? Ourselves. Exactly. Ourselves. So they could communicate with us with the language they're already speaking. They taught us that shit. Exactly. And we That's ain't trying right. to learn shit else. Except that. And that's Maybe. the sad part. We ain't even and that's another part of the education system I want in, want it implemented. It's not just history, but we need to learn our language. We we come from somewhere else. Just because we're here against our choice and we've been, you know, inbreded from generations here, we still do have another language and nobody is promoting black like I want when I'm in the store somewhere, I want to be able to talk a language that's ours that nobody right. understands, just like the other immigrants. Exactly. Exactly. And be able to speak this language, too. And be able to speak this language, too. And that's what, if it was a curriculum designed by black people, we would be learning our culture and our language. That's yep. a system worth sending my child to school for every day. You know, that's a... That's a system. When that lady, when no, when that lady looked across the table, the lady worked. She was an Asian woman, a young girl, probably in her thirties. She said, when she said, "I want you to teach my kids. Could you teach my kids for me?" And I'm thinking, bitch, you work for the minority criminal justice system. Man, she was a high-ranking young Asian girl who have black kids who asked me to teach her children. Now, mind you, you know my background. You know I ain't nothing but an old graduate from high school, Long Beach, California, thugging out, shit talking. You know, but they don't know me. Right. They don't know about me what you know. But what I presented at the table that night was all they needed. Because it was intelligent. Yep. That was all they needed to come to me. Do you know how much power that is for people to want to turn their children, not their teenage children, these kids that she had were young. They weren't even 10. And the Hispanic girl who had the uh, two twin boys, they were only 10 years old. You're willing to turn your children over me based off a conversation I just met you. I only been at the table talking for an hour and a half at the time you asked me. Because whatever came out of my mouth in that hour and a half, you believed in what I was saying. I didn't tell you I was educated. 
I didn't tell you I went to school and had degrees or diplomas or I had even attended college. I didn't tell you anything about me. You based your assumption that you wanted me, a stranger, that you only knew for an hour and a half to teach your children. So what must have came out of my mouth that impressed you? It's all passion. It's all passion. It's all love. It's all love. And when I stood up in front of them, I said, let me tell you something about me. I love everybody until somebody does something to me that I don't love them no more. I love all people, all people, but I love my people the most. But until you come to me and you do something that changes that, you know, I'll change the direction of I feel, of, of, the, of the way I feel. I said, the other thing you need to know about me is that there's nobody on this planet that loves me more than I love myself. I told that last night I stood in front of an audience of 80 people all colors. Nobody loves me more than me. I said, what I will do is fight for the underdog, no matter what the cause is. If there's an injustice and somebody I feel is being treated unfairly, I am there. And I enjoy doing it. And I enjoy doing it because I'm good at it. And I'm good at it because I love people and I care about you. And I want you, because ain't nobody get ready to run over me. That's the truth. So I'm telling them this. And then when I sat down, that's when they hit me up after I told them that. You know, my belief system, you want to know what I believe in? I believe that people have, I believe that I meet people where they are based off of what their childhood experiences are. People are screwed up because of their childhood experiences and what what developed up until they were adults. So when I see people screwed up as adults, I already know that something happened to them in their childhood that got them to this point. Something they experienced as they were growing up. This is what I told them last night. They just start snapping their fucking feet. All you heard was people snapping their fingers in the audience. When I got off that stage, people was just coming up to me saying all kind of shit. And I'm just being real. I'm just being real. You don't have to be educated. You don't even have to be that smart. Or, I mean, then it depends on what smart is. Take that back. Depend on what smart is. But I'm appealing. I'm coming to you as a human being, and I'm being honest about the way I feel about shit, you know. And in the end, Rod, all people want is honesty. Yeah. Even if they don't agree with it, they respect you for your honesty. Yeah. You know, and the way and way and the way you come across <clears throat> to them. That's all people want in the end, because our world is so superficial. Yeah, they just want something that's real. Yeah, because they can respect that, you know what I'm saying, and they know when you're bullshitting when you're dealing with people who educated. Mm-hmm. If you try mm-hmm. to bullshit your way, they ain't going to tell you. They're going to let you think you're successful, but then they're going to get alone and they cry and say, did you hear what you think? Oh, I thought the same thing. Yeah, okay. And then <laughs> they're looking at you crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they're never mm-hmm. going to tell you. But if you and come with them gonna... correct, yeah, you come correct, they're going to come correct. Exactly. Yeah. You... <laughs> 
how Donald Trump won because it's not that everybody really agreed with everything he said, but they thought that what he believed in, he was honest and passionate about it. You right. know, that's how he really run his voice by yeah. his. He, you may not really agree with everything he said, but you could, you know, you could connect with with something about him. You know, his his vulgar honesty was appreciated. Even with me, I never would have voted for him, but I did appreciate his honesty about what he really felt about shit. You know, right. it meant a lot that you were willing to stand up in front of America and say, hey, this is what I believe in. You know, and as hard as it was for people to hear, it was his truth. And he was honest about it. And I have a respect for Donald Trump. I wouldn't have voted for him, but there is a level of respect that I have for him you know, that he would come out and tell his truth <laughs> like that. Because yeah, it I takes a lot. Mm-hmm. I knew he was mm-hmm. going to be president. I was like, see, that's right. There. You knew it? it? Yeah, I knew it. I was telling because, well, for one thing, Black Lives Matter made him president. Why? Mm, look at that. Because they kicked the, the wrong activity. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it led him to the other guy. See, mm-hmm. what they didn't realize is this. When Donald Trump was running for president, he said, I'd rather run against Hillary because I know I could beat her, but I probably Look have problems with Bernie Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter was Bernie Sanders' downfall. They got him out of there because they pumped Hillary up. But he knew he could beat Hillary. I don't know how he knew, but he knew. He even said it, though. He said, I could beat Hillary, no problem. Is she a woman? It didn't even have to do with her being a woman. It just had to do with her being, he knew something about the Clintons, and he knew he was going to expose that shit, right, where he didn't have much to expose against uh, Bernie Sanders, except he was old, you know. But we've had older presidents, you know what I'm saying? But the the reason I think Hillary wasn't going to do good with the white audience is because the way men look, the way white men look at white women. And so he had that to his advantage. Like, she could have been a man. Like you said, if he ran up against a man, we'd had a better chance of Bernie Sanders winning. But because, And I I may be wrong. I'm going to let you finish. But I just thought that because Hillary was a woman and the way from back in the day, from the Bible and before, the way they belittle women, the fact that she was a woman, period, is the fact is why uh, Barack Obama was able to beat her. Even though he was a black man, we'd rather, be, we'd rather choose a black man over a white woman just because she's simply a woman. Yeah. But well, go ahead. I think she was the one. One of the reasons is this, because women are starting to run other countries, so it's only a matter of time before one will be running America. Yes, I and agree. And at the time, Hillary was a good choice because, you know, she had experience from her husband. You know, then she was in the government, you know, as a secretary of state. That's the third in charge. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever she was, secretary, whatever her position was. That's the third in charge. That's after, right after the vice president. You know what I'm saying? So other than martial law, because when it's martial law, then the general becomes the head over the vice president and everybody. Right, right. So she had the experience, but I think that they had, I don't know, Barack, 
people got to study about him a little bit more if they haven't, you know, but I believe he was built. So he was going to be president no matter who was running against him. You know what I'm saying? And the same with Trump. Okay, okay now so Trump. Look, if, 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 if Hillary, you know when Hillary will win? If she run against a Mexican man. If somewhere down the line a Hispanic man runs for office, then Hillary would probably win. It would have to be against a Hispanic man. Well, we ain't going to see Hillary as president at all. Because she does. But it'll be some other woman who's going to run this nation when it comes to a woman running America. It won't be Mm -hmm. Hillary. Her time is done. Her time was, she got screwed for Barack Obama. That was her time. She really did. She really did. And it wasn't, I don't think it was because Barack Obama was black. He just happened to be black. But, like I said, they've been building that dude since he was a kid. So, Grooming him. Yeah, they've been grooming him. You know what I'm saying? Because he did things that black people don't do. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even get that opportunity. So how he got him had to be some type of, you know what I'm saying, setup. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. They said he was the only president that ever visited a prison. Right. Ever. So, uh, yeah, so when he got to be president, he did things that was just out of the ordinary. So they had all that by design. So Hillary got screwed, and I think she recognized it because, remember, Hillary didn't really want to run for president. She just mentioned it just like Oprah did, right? You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.